At the beginning of the session, we were accosted by a Redonian Empire frigate that was heading in our direction. They decided that they needed to commandeer some of our supplies to make it back to port, and these were supplies that we sorely needed. So, Doran and the Rambler took it upon themselves to try and convince the crew of their ship going into our hull that there indeed was a ghost on board. However... The lieutenant was not buying it and was about to have those two taken away. And that's where I stepped in to tell him that, no, they're fucking up my entire operation. And so they left and didn't take any of our supplies as, as far as I wrote down slash remembered. This uh, harbored some resentment with the crew, which I was able to smooth out with the captain. Then afterwards, Doran and Rambler had a bit of a run in each trying to figure the other one out as they had both used magic down the hole, but neither one wanted to outright say that they could use magic. So they're both uh, a bit suspicious of each other. Then I spoke to uh, Lady Lucinia uh, about the possibility of one of our crew members being the thing uh, that we saw previously on the ship. She then filled us in a bit on Starspawn and uh, how they have a nighttime look similar to that of her cloak. Afterwards, as we approached the Apocalypse Reach, we were then informed that there was a sort of initiation ritual that we either had to endure or pay five silver pieces. I and the Rambler each decided to pay out a bit as we'd, uh, we'd let the others have their fun. During this time, however, Dorian uh, did not respond well to the Hazen ritual and managed to knock one of the uh, crewmen flat on his ass with a bit of magic, which... Uh, or at least something along those lines, which had the crew a bit shaken for a while. Adele attempted to step in for a, a red-haired woman on the crew during her initiation, which uh, led to him getting punched in the face, if I recall, by one of the other crewmen. Afterwards, however, we were all uh, partying, uh, celebrating that we had joined the crew proper. Rambler told a us all a story about his time as a follower of Tear back before the silence. And then, uh, as we were doing this, and Adele and Dorian especially were parting it up, as well as Azazel, sorry, the, the ship's chef asked for apples from two of the crewmen, uh, Barnes and Johnson, but they took 30 minutes down the hole apparently looking for them. However, on their uh, their way back, they were as white as ghosts and immediately went to the captain, alerting him that indeed we did have the haunting still on board, even though Lady Lucinia said she had taken care of it. And that's where we are, 
with uh, the Rambler and Dorian heading down into the hull with Slim the Captain and others in hot pursuit. Rambler, Azazel is ahead of you, and you lose sight of him as he ducks down into the hold. And when you climb down into the hold, you see him already in that very back section of the hold. You can just see, like, his lower back and his legs, because you have to duck to get through the doorway. Do you follow them? So we're past the Orloop deck, we're going down into the hold. Yeah. Yeah, I, I follow him down, and I go, brother, wait! Do you duck through the opening to get into the very back aftermost section of the hold? So we're, like, where Cargo is right now and, like, the very back. That's, like, the small doorway. Yes. Right before we go, I'm going to do an Arcana check to see if this is a some sort of trick. Okay, cool. Just because I know Arcana stuff has been going on so far, I just want to make sure that this isn't some sort of illusion. I got a 20. Tell me everything. Not natural. It is not an illusion. You're in the clear. Cool. Do, do I... Got it. Uh, and he's just ignoring me. He is looking forward into the hold. Cool, I'm following him. And this is all in a split second. Following him in that split second. You duck in there, and you're right next to Azazel because it's close confines. And you look in, and it's kind of dark in here, but there's like one lamp that's lit and reflecting some like dim, flickering light. And you see Azazel, and then ahead of him, on the ground, is like a little carafe of beer and some ship's biscuits, one of which is spinning like a top, as if it had just been disturbed, and it slowly, slowly stops spinning and settles on the ground. And you, you hear, like, some noises and, like, bumping around like someone someone was just moving. I'm gonna unholster my, uh, my wheeler. I'm gonna put my hand on uh, Azazel's shoulder and be like, what do you see? And I'm not, I'm not looking at Azazel, I'm looking at, uh, Around into the shadows. Uh, I do have 120 feet of dark vision. You you see barrels. If you walk further into the room, you could look around the barrels. But right now, it's like some barrels ahead of you, and this like beer and some biscuits on the floor in front of you. Uh, uh, uh nothing. There, there's nothing. Um, the, there's um, n- nothing here. Then why'd you take off running, brother? Uh. No, I mean there. I I, uh, I I didn't really I didn't really have a reason. Um, I just thought maybe like something needed to be checked out. They said there's like a ghost down here, and like I've never seen and, a ghost. And you have to do it alone. Well, no, not not necessarily. Um, I just didn't really like. It hasn't hurt anybody yet. I didn't really think it'd be that big of a deal. It looks like we know what happened to the apples, but. Yeah, it looks like they were just, like, having some kind of party down here. You think it was the two crewmates? Yeah. Why do, you, why do you think they were just, like, sitting down here alone? I don't know. It doesn't really seem like they were lying back up there. I mean, other than just eating all the apples, but... I guess that could have been it. Just doesn't all add up, though. I know something... Something's off down here. I've been meaning to look into it, but, uh, been a bit distracted over the past few days. Seriously, though, you should... Shouldn't come down here alone. Why? I'm not scared. It's not about being scared, it's about being stupid. What do you mean? Just asking for trouble. I mean, you yourself said the ship was haunted. Well, you thought the ship was haunted it before. It might be. It's because it hasn't hurt someone yet. 
it, it might be haunted, you know, it, like, I, but like, I wanted to see the ghost. Also, uh, I'm, uh, Rambler still hasn't, like, looked directly at Azazel. He's still, like, looking at, at the shadow scene if anything's moving. Uh, Do you want to venture further into this back section of the hole? No, fuck no, fuck no. Okay, Rambler's not going in by it. No. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he's. There are definitely, like, barrels and stuff blocking line of sight down here. Yeah, no, f- fuck no. Rambler's okay. not... Rambler not investigating by himself. Uh, here's, here's, here's... Brother, I think this is our best play. Go upstairs, we grab Slim, bring him down here, bring a lantern, get this place cleared out. Yeah, that that sounds like a good idea. Um, Why don't... You, I'll stay at the door. I'll, st- I'll walk, you, walk to the door with you. I'll stay at the door. You go get the Slim... And then I'll just keep watch, make sure nothing comes out. And uh, if something does, I'll run immediately. And then you can go get uh, Slim and the captain. Do I get? And do I get the feeling I'm being bullshitted right now? As you guys, well, as you guys are saying this, both of you make a perception check. Oh fuck, my perception is bad. Yeah, I got a nat one. Oh, please oh, give me advantage, no. Joe. Please give me advantage. <laughs> I either got a nat one or a nat twenty. Depending on advantage. I got I got a fourteen. I'm I'm so sorry, man, you don't have advantage. Unless you were working together, but I don't think you're working together on this. I I feel I feel like I feel like Azazel's working against me right now. Uh so you, you got a fourteen, Azazel? Okay. Neither of you notice anything. Nothing out of the ordinary here, it's just just a hold. Cool. Oh yeah, I totally forgot. At the end of last session I did cast uh what was it? Detect, detect magic? magic? So, is anything popping up listen, with detect magic listen, down fam, here? I think in one of the food barrels, there's something. You don't know what, but there's something that triggers I'm gonna, your, your... I'm gonna put my hand on Azazel's shoulder and I say, Look, I'm, I'm the one with the piece right now. And, and like, gesturing to my gun. Uh, and I say, Plus, I'm pretty sure you're faster than me. If you could run up and grab Slim, bring him back down, I think that would be better for both of us. Well, no, I... You you know how I am around Slim. I don't even want to interact with him. I've And he's, like, your friend? I think Look, you if should you tell him, 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 I came to ask for you. I think that's gonna be fine. I really, really don't want to go get Slim. I don't want to be around him. And I shove his hand off of my shoulder. You guys, as you're saying this, hear, like, thunderous footsteps upstairs as, like, all of the crew starts to run down to the hold. We get an over-the-shoulder shot from Slim's perspective as he's looking at the closed door of the captain's cabin, and then the captain throws it open and says, Get your gun, warden, there's a stowaway aboard. And he, he has his own brace of pistols on his cutlass, and he kind of storms off down to the lower deck. The two crew members who were in there with him are like, wait, wait, sir, no, no, it's, it's not like... And they're, they're like trying to follow him, mumbling protests and, and trying to dissuade him from storming down below decks. But the captain is determined. What do you do, Slim? Uh, I follow in hot pursuit. I'd rather not have the captain get himself in a bad situation without me as backup. All right. The captain climbs down the first set of stairs or kind of ladder into the Orlop deck where the rest of the crew is still kind of partying. And the party's kind of died down and they heard the captain yelling above decks. And he turns and he like looks at everyone and says, what are y'all drooling for? There's an intruder. 
and he storms down the the second set of of ladders down to the hull uh down to the hold as he climbs down to the hold uh it's very dim in here there's like this little layer of like cloud stuff moving around your guys feet uh the bilge and there there are only a few little uh little lanterns uh hanging here and there to give dim flickering illumination and you see uh all of you who come downstairs which i'm assuming is most of the most of the crew uh, uh, a Dorian the- is a little bit delayed Okay, they're, they're kind of like poking their heads down to see what's going on. People are kind of following the captain. You all see the Rambler and Azazel standing in the aftmost section of the hold. So the hold is sectioned off with little like bulkheads, these walls, and they have low doorways in them. And the aftmost section is the one farthest, farthest in the back of the ship, the section of the hold where they keep some of the food and more expensive items. And there's this low doorway, so you can see the backs and legs of uh, the Rambler and Azazel. And these two crew members following the captain are like, wait, wait, captain, captain, don't... And he, he's kind of like, he's kind of like, he seems really frustrated about something. Like, like he had this pent-up anger that's just now getting expressed. And he, he shouts... Out of the way, you gawkers! As he like climbs in, he ducks under the uh, the doorway to climb into the aftmost section of the hold with the Rambler and uh, Azazel. Rambler and Azazel, what uh, what do what do you two look like as the captain just kind of barges in, pistols and cutlass in hand? Well, the Rambler is a. Uh... He looks a bit conflicted. For one thing, he's uh, kind of talking to Azazel, but he's not really looking at him. Instead, he's both looking deeper in the room, but also also looking back towards uh, behind where the captain came from. Seems like he's trying to keep his eye on two things at once. Azazel? Azazel's eyes are wide, but he doesn't... Uh, and he just eyes the captain and doesn't really say anything. Captain kind of glances at you two and says, So, where is he? Well, uh, kind of wish I had the chance to come down here before this. Uh, my bad, didn't think it would be something related to this, but... uh. Looks like uh, he kind of, uh, Rambler has his wheeler out and he points it at a, a nearby barrel. Looks like something is in that barrel. Uh, seeing some magical, uh, some sort of magical residue coming up off of it. And he turns around and points it deeper into the hold behind the rest of the crew. Saw something else, uh, almost footsteps coming from that direction. Seem to be two different things. The captain's eyes narrow. And he, he like, growls in anger, and he says, Blasted Leviathan spawn. And he uh, walks up to the wall and snatches off the one lantern in the room and, like, holds it up. And uh, with, with his other hand, he draws his cutlass and stalks, like, deeper into the hold, like, moving the lantern around, looking for that barrel you, mo- you mentioned. Uh, and I will, as he... In that case, I'll be moving up with him. And I'd also like a motion for Slim to come with. Yeah, I'm all, I'm already moving forward. I place myself between the captain and where he's. Uh, the ca- captain's like out of the way, kid. He's going deeper into the hold, looking uh, for this barrel. W- wait, wait, captain. Uh, uh did it, wouldn't it make like more sense to like follow the footsteps that uh that I and I I kind of I'm looking confusedly at um the rambler because I I I'm like. Uh, kind of confused where you heard the footsteps coming from. Like, where 
uh, he heard the footsteps coming from? Wouldn't it be like make more sense to follow where he was hearing? Both things? of you, both the captain and you, um, Azazel, hear a whimper, like like a kind of pitiful, frightened, shaking whimper from behind that those few barrels, and the captain like his eyes kind of go wide. And he sets down the lantern and with one swift motion dives behind the barrels. I I jump back there and put myself between uh the stowaway and That's the a little hard. There's a there's a big big burly dwarf with a cutlass going around these barrels. Uh you're just gonna like pull like vault over them and try to like tackle this man. I I'd, I'd like to uh, intercept because I think that'd be a bad idea. So try and like grab him by the scruff of the shirt. Which him? Uh, uh, Azazel. Azazel? Okay, they're Assuming they're he's near me. Uh, yeah, I'll try. If uh, I guess means some should make a, a contested check here. Yeah. Hold his hand. <laughs> Aggressively. Um, what, what check would this just be? Just yeah, what do I need to roll? Athletics versus acrobatics? Oh, fuck. Alright, here goes. Nine. Because I got minus one. What do you get, Jordan? I got a 17. Okay, so you you succeed in dodging forward really quickly, but the next step is trying to stop the captain. Okay, what do I need to roll? Who's uh, opposed athletics. Okay. To get in this dude's way. That's, uh... Oh boy, I rolled really well. That's a, 27, a 24. Alright, well, uh, he got a 14. Uh, so you dive in front of him and stop him. How are you that strong? I did not think of you as this. <laughs> I thought of your character as a child. Uh, Apparently a child's got some fucking brawn. He's yeah, been so eating what, like, his, his proteins on the ship. You lift weights? You you endurance run or something? You Yeah, you, you leap over the, uh, you leap over these, uh, barrels and somehow, like, physically... Are, are you trying to block his way or overpower him? Block his way. Because he, he's going... Uh, block his way, you said? Yep. Okay. Yeah, you, you just, like, get yourself in front of him, and he's, like, out of the way, and he, like, grabs you and pushes, and you just, like, brace yourself, and he can't move you, and he's like, hey! And then he stops and squints and says, uh, you ain't hiding something from me, are you, boy? Well, at this point, would he would he be able to see... In the darkness behind you, there's definitely someone moving, but the captain can't quite make out what it is. He's got his cutlass. He's ready to fucking stab someone. You might be it. Uh. Uh. Kind of. What? Zazel, you, uh. What are you doing? I'm just gonna, like. I don't know what to do here. Uh. <laughs> I'm just gonna kind of, I guess, hold out my hand at this point. Uh, hold out your hand in in what way? What do you mean, hold out your hand? To, to, towards uh the the figure in the uh shadows. Okay, the figure in the shadows. Uh, let me get my stat block. Let me get my Volo's Guide to Monsters. That's a demogorgon. Um. He's hiding a lich. The, the captain Not squints in the darkness. Tense, tense music in the background as he, like, looks hard. And then, all of a sudden, someone leaps out of the darkness behind you, Azazel, and says, uh, 
Let go of him, you fat bastard! And jumps the captain. Uh, somehow, some way, this like small figure that jumps out of the uh jumps out of the like darkness behind Azazel, uh, like pushes the captain who probably weighs like two hundred pounds. Uh, and the captain stumbles backwards and then is like shoved into some uh into some barrels behind him that are knocked over. And he goes, Blasted son of Leviathans! Uh, you're gonna take a shot? I'm gonna take a shot with with not my crossbow, but a little something else I have. Uh okay, your your target your target has heavy cover, because they're small and are behind I, barrels. Oh, I immediately put myself up in uh, Zazel, the you're facing the wrong direction, because you were you were trying to guard from the captain. Ah. Uh. Yeah, we'll go in. We'll take a shot. It's at a disadvantage, correct? Uh, no, it's just against hard cover, so your enemy has plus six AC. <laughs> it's gonna do shit. I rolled an eight. So, <laughs> Dorian takes out his slingshot, uh, and pulls back, take, tr- attempting to take aim, but because of the cover and the sheer movement of the figure at the captain, he shoots the uh the uh sling ammo straight out and misses and it ricochets against a barrel that's nearby yeah it like bounces and it ricochets off a few more walls uh the the rest of the crew kind of like duck and start to freak out uh if anyone else wants to go they can otherwise the the captain's gonna go next i guess i jump in and try and pull the person off of him to do so you would have to jump over a kind of line of barrels and then get into a three-person altercation. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the captain goes next, and the the captain he's he's. Let me roll something for him. I I have one question real quick. Yes. Uh, the entire time the rambler like he'll glance back towards what's happening, but mostly he's looking back towards the uh, aft of the ship. Or the, yes. Yeah, the front of the ship. Um, has anything been changing there so far? Is that are we holding yes. that for now? Uh, there, there is a person there who you're who you're looking at, and like once like the shouting starts and stuff like that, they look extremely worried. Uh, the the captain, uh, I made a rule for him. He is he is going in with his cutlass. Uh, Azazel, uh, he's gonna make an attack on you. Got a he got a twelve to hit. That misses. Uh, okay. You, like, duck under the swipe. Uh, how do you retaliate? Is there a clear path to the doorway, Joe? Nope. I didn't think so. You gotta jump over a bunch of barrels and move through a bunch of people. I didn't think so, but I figured I should, I could ask. The The person behind you, by the way, the person next to you, is, uh, in a, in a kind of high-pitched voice, flinging a bunch of curses at the captain. You, you dirty, smelly uh, dwarf! Uh, get out of here! Get, get away from me! I just... I just... shove... Uh, I just shove myself and the figure into the back of the ship against the wall. Okay, yeah, you, you like, slam yourself back and the, uh, the captain, uh, uh, goes, blast! And he grabs the lantern and swings it over to look... And the camera's, like, right next to the captain, and we see what he sees as he swings this lantern over to reveal Azazel, like, stumbling backward, protectively, like, covering a small child. uh, Like, a 14-year-old boy. Who looks both terrified and livid. Mostly terrified. 
So that's what was happening. Oh, uh, God damn I it. Think... Who let a little kid on board? He's way, way too old. Uh, you mean he's 10? Yep. Okay, got it. Yeah, and um, when the captain sees this, the wind just kind of goes out of his sails. What does the rest of the party do? Dorian has the rubber pulled back again with another, uh, essentially what looks like a ball bearing put into the leather pad. And he says, do you want me to take another shot? Oh, uh, uh, oh I don't. I think we're good. I, I... Captain? The captain takes a long, slow breath and lets it out with a sigh and says, put down your weapons. It's just a lad. And he sheathes his sword. Dorian uh, goes and uh, takes the slingshot and puts it back into the pouch strapped to his side and folds his arms and leans against one of the barrels. The young boy of ten, who Azazel looks like he's kind of protectively holding back, he at first he looks all full of like fear and anger and hopped up on adrenaline. And as the captain just kind of like sheathes his sword and turns away, the the kid like he kind of deflates as well, and then he starts to cry. Uh, when the, when this happens, uh, Slim's put his weapon away, but he's turned to Barnes and Johnson, is kind of just giving him a shrug and hands towards the kid, like this is what you guys were doing for thirty minutes, scared by a little fucking kid. Barnes and Johnson are both like they they are they are. 10 out of 10 freaked out right now and we were like we're trying to tell warden this isn't this isn't your business captain captain it's just a kid captain we were trying to tell you it's not a leviathan spawn and the captain said fucking moving corks and and throwing my rum bottles around something's going on on this ship but you're right you're right it's just it's just a fucking kid and he he looks like frustrated, and then he turns back. He turns back on Azazel and and the the child, and like suddenly he's he's all kind of like fired fury again. He says, "But I was wondering where some of my rations were going. You don't think I take inventory? We're hard enough with that galleon taking all of our money again." And he kind of looks back at the crew like he just said something out of line, and then says, "Yeah." Back to the Orlop deck. I'll, I'll take care of this. I want, I want a small contingent of men to help me decide. Uh, you, you, you. He starts pointing out members of the crew to stay, and uh, he he selects uh, Dorian, Adele, Slim. He says the Rambler if he's here. He selects the sister, the Bosun, and then he says and and Lucinia. Wow, nicely done, everybody. We finally found out who's the the ghost of the ship. I doubt a boy of ten is causing mysterious whatever that hell's been going on, but nonetheless. I doubt a kid is what I saw climbing on the side of the ship. Although he did jump on the captain, so he's got at least some strength to him. A lad of his age. (laughs) I don't think we should relax just yet. You all see Lady Lucinia kind of pop in from behind all the, all the, like she's pushing through all the crew. Make, Make way, make way. Uh, and she says, "What? What is this? Is a a boy is on board?" Surprise! She says, "All, all right, all right, everyone, disperse, disperse. Let's give them some space, Cap- Captain." And she she kind of like looks at him, and he he shrugs and says, 
I'll bring him up to my cabin. So the, the crew disperses, and the party, as well as the officers of the ship, and the captain. The captain is very clear. He, y'all are y'all are going upstairs, and Azazel and this child are going whether they want to or not. So like he grabs, he grabs you both in a strong grip and says, "Come on." Rambler pushes his way through and says, "Doesn't look like there's anything uh, else down here. False alarm on the footsteps. Think it was just the boy." Rambler is staying near Slim on the way back up. Going to be whispering some stuff to him. Uh, I'll follow behind, but be one of the last ones out, along with the Rambler. Yeah, the the implication of the captain is, like, Azazel and this child are being treated as, I hesitate to say prisoners, but, like, you're being watched as as he leads you both upstairs. Do do you go upstairs willingly? I mean, the, uh, this is to Azazel. The boy is just kind of crying. And uh, I don't think we have uh, a choice. The crew kind of disperses. Everyone's kind of like shaken up a little from like the altercation that happened, but also like really surprised. Barnes and Johnson look like kind of relieved, but also pretty upset. And they keep like pleading with the captain and the captain's like brushing them off. So finally, uh, the captain leads the the party and the um, some members of the crew and Azazel and this kid to the uh, to the captain's cabin kind of like pushes pushes y'all in shuts the door and again he lets out a deep sigh <sighs> all right how long you been on here does anyone speak up because the kid seems to refuse to answer first of all uh let's introduce ourselves and get your name i think that's just proper yes because he's an adult and he talks like an adult so when you talk yeah. to him like an adult you'll understand the kid says nothing well um, you can call me Slim. The kid attempts to hide behind Azazel. I lift my head a little bit because I was looking at the floor, and I uh, I think I open my mouth several times to say something, and then can't come up with anything, and I don't say anything. So, uh, were you trying to throw me off the trail when we went down there before Azazel? Is that why you just bolted? Looked like you knew he was on here. I, I nod. So he, uh, sibling... Younger brother, son. Uh, I I nod when he says sibling. Doesn't look quite right, if you ask me. Uh, it's like you got. Oh, can can we get a physical description of him again, real quick? You n- Joe never gave one. Yeah, I haven't given a description of this young lad. You have one. You have one to reference. I'm, from 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 what we see, what does he look like? And how how much of him can like how how much have we been able to see of him? Has he been like stuck behind his so much that we've barely seen but an eyelash, or has it been have have we had the chance to basically see all of him while he was being dragged up? Uh you 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 can see him relatively clearly, especially now, though he is hiding behind Azazel. Uh which makes it kinda hard to make out his features. Okay, he's four feet five inches and sixty five pounds. He's a he's a small kid. He's got a slight build. Oh good, thank God, um, this kid is smaller than me. He he's got shaggy brown hair, brown eyes. He looks like he's been cooped up in one place without a shower for a long time. Yeah, does does this kid have any distinguishing features from uh like like his uh like you do, Azazel? I think there's a uh, scar that runs from uh, down the right, his right cheek from a knife 
Uh, it's, so it's like a smooth cut or a clean cut scar. Definitely bears a resemblance to uh, Azazel here. He's wearing pretty simple clothes. He's yeah, he's he's kind of musty. He smells of rotten apples. Yeah, that makes sense. Spicy. So like just fairly normal uh, skin tone. I'm guessing is pretty pale if he's been. No, well it's pale-ish for um, both him and uh, Azazel have tawny brown skin or tawny yeah tawny brown They're, skin. They 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 look like uh, farm boys, right? Yeah. Uh, well, Working so the, the way I've pictured them is they they both kind of have uh, for like a real world equivalent Latino based skin tone. Okay. Uh, a kind of a um, medium to darker uh, version of it. Okay. So, why were y'all trying to get out of landfall? The captain pauses and says, Oh, right, you've been been here on here 11 days. 11 days eating my food. <sighs> Have you had any fresh water? The kid kind of shrugs. He says, fine. The the captain like rummages around in a chest beneath his bed and he pulls out like nice jug of water and sets down a cup and starts pouring it. He looks very frustrated. Meanwhile, Lucinia kind of pushes forward and says, All right, all right, everyone, let's give him some space. This isn't an interrogation, is it? Uh, and she walks like right up to the kid and like puts a hand on his shoulder. And uh and then then she kind of like leans down and, and says very quietly, so only only Azazel catches this. She kind of whispers something to the kid. What she whispers is, I didn't know you had a brother. He, he shrugs. The kid shrugs, but he doesn't say anything. Does, uh, does What's-His-Face say something about that? The captain? Captain didn't hear that piece. Only you did. Yeah, he, he didn't hear what Lucinia whispered. She, like, pulls out a chair and says, you should both take a seat. There's only one chair? Uh, she pulls out two chairs. Uh, I'll sit down. Uh, the, the kid sits down too, but he scoots his chair to be closer to Azazel. She then turns to the rest of the party and says, as you can see, he's not a very talkative type. Eh, I'm sure he'll open up as he gets more comfortable. It's like the motto of my entire life. <laughs> Azazel, anything to say? I, I don't know where to start. I don't know what question to start with at this point. Well, we can always just start with why. The, the kid mutters, maybe with the docks. The, the docks? I mean, you know, how we got here. Oh, I mean, I, that's pretty simple. Uh, I just, he just hid in an apple barrel. Yeah, wasn't that hard. And the captain curses and like slams his fist on the desk. And, and the kid just kind of like shrinks away and shuts up. Are those apples ruined now? It looks like a lot of them were eaten. Well, they were also starting to rot. You can't keep apples for a week and not expect them to be rotting by the time you get to them. So the, the kid just kind of like shrugs and the captain says, I don't have the funds for this. Oh, by the maker. The way I'm seeing this is, uh, well, we lost a fair amount of food. Uh, because you didn't tell us you were bringing your brother aboard. So, might have more sympathy for your situation if you tell us why exactly you felt the need to bring him along. Just needed to get off of, uh, uh out of Port City and off of Landfall. And is there a reason for that? 
Come on, brother, you gotta give me something to work with. You wanted by anybody? There's... yeah. There was gonna be a warden on our trail. And I kind of glare over to Slim. A warden? Lucy also gives Slim a look. So y'all, uh, y'all did something you shouldn't have. No. We didn't do anything wrong. The boy fidgets. Looks uncomfortable. So then what happened? Just been a warden after us. Warden seek out magic, so... Lucinia says, perhaps that's enough for now. And kind of like motions for the two of you to stand up. I think that, uh, that the beast decides when it's over. It's his ship after all. The beast is kind of leaning on his uh, bunk and toying with his beard. And he's kind of uh, glaring into the distance. Captain, ships, I mean, he can... He can stay, right? Like, ships have, uh, have, have hands, or deck hands, or, um, um, shipmates, I don't know what they're called. You've been here for, like, 11 days already? You should know what they're called by now. Cabin boy. Yeah. Well, we don't have one of those. He's been on my ship, eating my food, spoiling my goods, moving stuff around. I hear ghosts in the hold, and witchcraft at night, and it's a kid. And now you want him to come along as a cabin boy. We didn't pack the provisions, we didn't... I, I, well, for the most part, he's just been eating food that I brought along. He hasn't he'd been eating a whole lot of the... God damn it, Azazel! You should have told me! I didn't think you'd let me on if I told you. Oh, we'll have to decide what to do with them without them in the room. Lucinia, take these two boys outside. Keep an eye on them. And she says, Azazel, come with me. And she kind of motions for you two to walk out. I follow. Okay. Once you guys are outside, the door is shut. You're out of earshot. Back in the captain's cabin, the captain goes and slumps in the chair and takes a long drink of the water he poured for uh, the kid. And sets it down and says, So, what, do we drop them off next time we make port? How bad is our uh, current situation in terms of stock? He sighs and rubs his temples and says, I Look, I didn't want to tell you a lot this, but when that Navy ship swept in, I, the captain had me pay a bit of a toll, so we're, we're low on funds. I'm, we're broke. We only have the provisions we took for our voyage to Port Royal, out on the frontier. So, what you're saying is we're going to have to get to work. That's exactly what I'm saying. Should maybe take two weeks, maybe more, depending on the weather, to get to port at this point. That's how, much, that's how many provisions we have, maybe less. We need to find and take any ship we can. Unfortunately, many of the ships out here are, well, the best ships to loot are Carthaginian trade galleons, uh, shipping back gold and silver and spices back to landfall, but they now travel in convoys with escorts of warships. We need to find a merchant vessel alone. It can be done, but look, learning... I thought there was some creature on board screwing with us. It's 
when I find out it's some boy, what, what are we supposed to do? We can't just throw him overboard. No, uh, that would be bad. Especially for morale. When you, uh, haven't really heard much about what everyone else thinks of this. Well, best I see, we don't really have much to do until then. We can decide whether we want to drop him off or keep him on when we get to port. But for now, ah, I say we just find him a place to stay. Figure out how to best work with the provisions we got. I'm still not entirely sure that there isn't something afoot on the ship. I, I, a kid probably wasn't responsible for those ghost stories. At least some of them. Did you hear about floating nutmeg with the cook and... I can keep investigating into that, but if that boy's wanted by wardens, then could be he does know a way about magic. Tends to be why they start going after people. The captain leans forward and his voice gets even lower and quieter. And he says, That would be a very strange case. Most of these cultist types, they have to refine their craft for ages and they can only cast one spell. Well, it takes time. It's it's it just just magic, just having stuff happen like this. It's, it's nearly unheard of. And from a boy, I... It, it makes no sense, and if it was true, would, like, is he some child of Leviathan? Some cursed creature? Well, we don't really know much about him. Either where they come from, the families. It could be that their parents were cultists and they were just wrapped up in it. It wouldn't be yeah. too surprising for me if uh, some, uh, some parents were a little crazy in uh, protecting their kids, tried to put some sort of spell on them or something. The beast kind of frowns and, like, rubs his eyes and says, I don't want to have to execute a kid on my ship. Oh, I certainly don't either. There's just one thing to keep in mind. If we're, uh, found to be harboring, well, harboring someone wardens are looking for, could spell out trouble for us. So, whenever we go to port, if we're planning on keeping him, we're gonna have to find a way to disguise him. And if we're not planning on keeping him, then gotta give him something that might be able to help well, depends on how nice we want to be. Adele, Dorian, our two spokespeople for the crew, what do you two think? Why not play it by ear and just see where it takes us? Maybe this kid is more useful than he seems. I think it's a little ridiculous that we're all here very serious about a child on board. But it's that serious if you really think it's that much of a deal. I'd say don't be worried. What's the worst he could do? Punch you in the shin? Hmm. He's still a drain on our resources, and if what I'm hearing could be true, who knows what he's capable of. When there's magic involved, even the simplest things become dangerous. Well. Like floating nutmeg? I mean, what doesn't matter is... doesn't really matter if he can do magic or not, it matters if wardens are after him. Right, right. Uh, we are already going to be wanted men. It's only a matter of time, once we start making plays. But, for now, the Queen Marie is a sovereign vessel, she has all her papers in order, she's a trading ship delivering letters, so... Yes, negative attention like that isn't the best. Luckily, the Warden's reach falters a bit once we get to the frontier. They're more spread out, they're easier to thwart. Still, 
I don't like it, but it looks like we're stuck with him for now. Whether we want to or not, he's part of the crew for the next few weeks. We'll, we'll at least make him feel at home. If we're going to abandon him in port, it's the least we can do. <sighs> Alright, are we in agreement? We'll treat him like a member of the crew until it's time to make port. When she pulled you outside, Lu Lucinia closes the door. The first thing she says is, I am so sorry to both of you. I, I didn't think, well, I thought you could make it work. You were doing such a good job. Some guys got in the apple barrel. I, I mean, I couldn't hide anywhere else. Uh, and he looks up at you. He's, he's like worried you're gonna scold him or something. I vomit over the side of the ship. Suddenly, very ill from uh, anxiety. You, Lucinia, just kind of waits patiently and says, "Well, oh, they may wish to drop you off when we make port." The captain did seem pretty displeased. I'm pretty sure he thought you were cultists, which you aren't, right? No, 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 we're not, and we've never had anything to do with that. Lucinia says, "Good, just double checking." So, until then, we'll probably be at least two weeks to port, so you're part of the crew. Hopefully the captain and crewmates won't harbor any hard feelings. He... Well, hopefully. I, um, I don't know. I, I'm scared. Don't be. You won't suffer any harm from us. The, the crew is, it's, they're more gentle than they seem, and the captain, he gets uptight. Look. If anyone lays a finger on you, especially that Rambler fellow, I will kick their ass myself. Uh, I hang my head a little bit and I, I smile at the thought of it. And then I, I whisper, thank you. Um, and I, I, I reach up and I unlatch, uh, not unlatch, unclasp the necklace that I'm wearing and just grip it in my hand. Which, if I'll remind you, the necklace is a um, symbol of hell uh, made of gold. She looks like she's gonna, like, put a reassuring hand on both of your shoulders, and then, like, stops herself. And just awkwardly kind of puts her hands in her robe pockets, and says, well, just time to wait for a decision. And then the captain comes out. Captain opens the door, there's Lady Lucinia. She seems like she's chatting with uh, um, Azazel and the boy, and then she looks back at you all and kind of narrows her eyes and takes a step back. She's giving you a bit of a hard look rambler but it kind of softens when the rest of the crew walks out and captain like looks a little awkward like he's not sure what to say does anyone want to step in and give the verdict for him or wait for him to figure out what he wants? well we're not gonna throw you off the side of the ship the boy looks very relieved but still but still frightened i visibly relax I okay. Dorian, I think, heads over towards the kid, reaches into his bag, and says, "For now, we're gonna act like you're part of the crew. Welcome aboard." And then he puts in his hand the jar of nut bag that he grabbed from the kitchen. The boy like stares at it, and then like kind of snickers, and then covers his mouth and shuts up. Now, if you want to stay longer than next port, we are going to need to figure out some more about you. So. Think about it over the next few weeks. Uh, should be two before we reach our next port. Uh, what sorts of things do you, might you offer the crew? Or just why should we keep you around? Try to let people know. Okay. Um, I like step up to the beast. Captain, I, um, 
I, I'm sorry that I, I wasn't truthful with you. Um, it's not much, but I I have this, and I'll hold out uh, the golden necklace that my grandfather gave me, the the symbol of Helm. It's not a lot, but it's the most expensive thing that I have on me. Oh fuck! Gotta make a personal roll for this man. Oh shit, man. Oh fuck. Oh man, I'm trying to trying to characterize the captain here, and here he goes rolling threes. Uh, he looks down, and he kind of like grimaces, and he takes the gold symbol from you and gives it a look and says, "Well, this would fetch a hefty price, especially from an antique seller." Where do you get this? Uh, doesn't matter. It was my grandmother's, and then when she passed, uh, it was my grandfather's who gave it to me. He pauses for a second. He looks like he's about to pocket this item, and then Lucinia says, Come on, beast, and he, we'll, we'll see if we need it. And he hands it back to you. Do you, do you accept it back? Yeah, but I just kind of hold it loosely in my hand, kind of stunned. Uh, and he says, Well, it looks like you're stuck with us, so you might as well be useful. <sighs> Boy... I could use someone scrubbing the decks and polishing the brass, especially the windows to the captain's cabin and the other cabins. They they get dirty because the crew is too busy manning the sails to clean them. So, uh, are you you afraid of heights? Um, I'm actually not sure if the boy is afraid of heights. No, no, he's not. Okay, he just shakes his head then, and he says, "All right, kid, we're gonna string you up on a gurney and then have you bop down a." Just clean up the aft sections, polish the brass, swab the deck. Um, maybe you can help me declutter the cabin. All right, we, we can make it useful. Worth the provisions you'll be eating up anyway. Azazel, we should actually, no, forget it. Back to your duties, all of you. This meeting is over. And he kind of turns on his heel and says, come along, boy. I'll get you your mop. Does that mean the rest of the party is canceled? What do you mean? Meaning we just finished drinking. Are we not going to drink more? <laughs> oh. <laughs> the revelries do kind of seem to have stopped a little abruptly. Unfortunate. So what What do the rest of the party want to do? Shall I go first or somebody else? Uh, I don't really have an idea right now, so. Zazel will go with his brother and kind of show him the ropes of how to do certain things and kind of get him prepared for being a cabin boy. I, I do want to have Dorian pull Zazel quickly aside for one split second. He is going to kind of like, I, I don't think he knows about the touching thing yet. So he's going to kind of reach out for his elbow to kind of stop him from moving for a moment. I jerk away uh, at the, as soon as your hand touches me. What? And please don't don't touch me. I've said that now a couple of times. Um, What? Uh, he looks a little surprised at that, but puts his hands uh, awkwardly at his sides and says, Is he the reason why you came back to bed so late one night? Yeah, I was. I would just, whenever I wasn't on watch but wasn't ready to go to sleep, I would go down into the hold. Um, but you started spending time in the fucking kitchen, so I couldn't come up until you weren't there anymore. I mean, you could have passed through. I wouldn't mind the company, but... Well, I mean, then you'd start asking questions. I mean, did I ask it before? But, mm, okay. Also, insight check. <laughs> insight check. 
I want to see if he's telling the truth about what he's doing. He oh. rolled an eight. I hit the wrong button. Oh, there we go. An eight. I I mean, it seems like he's telling the truth. As far as he can tell. He nods and says, okay. Just thought I'd double check. Um, and he just leaves <laughs> after that. If the rest of the party doesn't have anything they want to do, it's just back to business as usual. I mean, I do. Well, okay, I yeah, have well, free time. Business as usual. What, what are you doing, Dorian? I mean, if if he can, I think first and foremost, he's going to find his shirt that is probably still on the floor somewhere. Mm-hmm. Put that on. Um, adjust his hat. And maybe if they don't have to like immediately go back to work, he would like to go and slink down into his holding to go and check out a particular book after grabbing that from his chest. All right, I can tell you maybe after the session a bit about how strange the act of reading that book is. So the rest of the day passes uneventfully. After a few more days, the kid seems to kind of be settling in. He already has some friends on board. Those two crew members, Barnes and Johnson, like, pay him regular visits when they're like off time or like as he as he walks past them like uh mopping they'll like tussle his hair or something or say hi to him question actually for you jordan the kid doesn't doesn't have the same issue right he doesn't mind what people like no yeah okay yeah so like yeah the the crew will like like lift him up to help him like jump onto the rigging or like you know pat him on the back or ruffle his hair and stuff like that some of the crew seem to take to him more than others like he he gets some suspicious and dirty looks from some of the crew members of like like a, a few specific crew avoid him for whatever reason for the majority of them especially like barnes and johnson they seem like happy to have him around also lucinia definitely spends time with him she though when she's around him she almost acts a little more like a bodyguard than a uh like than a than a pal the days are passing pretty normally people seem to be taking to having the kid around just fine now that you're north of the reach you're in kind of an uncharted waters uh uncharted cloud stuff you're on what's known as the frontier and this area this stretch of sea is called the northern sea and it's pretty well known for being big and dangerous unfortunately the the stretch of the north sea you're in right now is long there's this like gap uh, that's pretty sparse. Has very few islands between the Apocalypse Reach and the uh, and the main the mainlands of Halcyon and Viridian, which are the the two the uh, continents to the east and the west. Uh, and you guys are headed to Halcyon, which is mostly inhabited by Radonians. So to get there will take maybe two weeks, but wind and especially weather can thwart ships in the North Sea. This place is known for what appear to be subtropical storms. And about four more days into your voyage, you start to sense the signs of one. To most of the party, it's probably unfamiliar, you know, kind of the uh, the like different coloration of the sky in the morning, the, the like feeling of like pressure alterations, uh, the wind starts changing. In the distance, the clouds above you start to get darker and gather. The whole crew begins to to get on edge. I come to the captain and say, We might actually want to uh, search out one of the, if we can, uh, one of the convoys you were talking about. 
the ship gets scattered during the storm, it might be easy picking. The captain nods. I like the way you're thinking, Rambler. Only issue is, most of those Carthaginian craft, they stick to the west, near Viridian. We may run into a few here, but they would have been blown off course or very close to the reach, which means they'd be pretty quick if they took advantage of the trade winds to try to run out of our reach. But no, that's that's a good idea. This this storm definitely could have blown a ship off course, separated it from the group, and we could work with that. However, we need to weather the storm first. Just from what I'm seeing now, it looks pretty big. I doubt we can outrun it or avoid it. Storms up here in the North Sea, they can be ship killers, you know. Well, we'll see what we can do, and afterward I'll call upon my navigators to see if we can trawl for any ships that may have blown off course. Sounds good to me. Preparations begin for a storm hitting. People batten down the hatches, bring up the sails. The ship just kind of like floats. They might actually let down anchor in a storm. I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure what ships of this time period do. But uh, uh, you you all get ready to, to do your best to get through it. Does anyone do anything specific to get ready? My dinghy? I grab everything that seems pretty important out of it. Uh, as much as I can. Uh, like, first off, fasten everything down, of course. Uh, slightly afraid that I'm not going to be able to take everything with me, so I'm going to put as much as I can uh, into, like, a chest and haul it on board. Actually, the, um, it, it's not, your, your boat is bigger than a jolly boat, so it's really hard to do this, but the ship crew do, like, hoist it onto the back of the ship with ropes and secure it, so it's no longer in the clouds. The storm is soon upon you, and y'all are going to need to make some rolls. I actually want to put this in your guys' hands and ask what the party does when the storm hits to try and help the crew, allowing you guys to see if you can argue to make use of your best stats or skills to try and make things work. Of course, you'll be called on to roll, and if you roll well, you'll help the crew weather the storm. If you fail, things will start to go wrong. What I will be doing is I will be trying to, uh, like, come on, brother, fasten down that hatchet. Not a hatchet, but, you know, uh, I'll be trying to, uh, talk through, uh, helping the crew members, like, uh, encouraging words of wisdom. Okay. Kind of like relaying information, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's a better way of putting it. All right, make a uh, charisma check. Just like charisma, or? I think persuasion is appropriate for oh. ordering people around. Okay. Probably should have done performance, but my bad. Uh, oof. Only a nine. So you're, you're hollering, you're, you know, ordering people to, to do this and that. You you see a line has, like, been, like, come undone and is kind of, like, flapping around. And as you watch, it, like, whips around and hits someone. And it's, like, getting hit by a whip. Like, you see blood splatter into the rain as they, like, kind of fall backward and go limp. And do you, do you shout to someone, like, get that line? Or do you go for it yourself? Uh, I'm going to shout to someone to get that line. My... I, I'm I'm pretty sure that I will not be able to fasten it down myself. I'll leap up and try to grab it, try to save it. Okay, yeah, you're you're coming in. You make a roll to assist. Uh, where this sounds like athletics, and I already know that you're really fucking good at it. So you want to make an athletics check? Uh, boy, uh, that's seventeen. Uh, seventeen plus six, so uh, twenty-three. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, you you fasten it down and you you get it tied down pretty good 
behind you you hear a slam and you see a crew member fall from the rigging where he was like just finishing tying up one of the sails and he like falls from the rigging and gets his foot caught in a rope and slams into the mast and as he's hanging limp you notice that the rope you could untie it from the spot it is right here but you look down at it and there's this really fucking complicated knot tied onto this line oh shit it's like one of the spars to like keep like the mast upright and this man is like swinging from the line where it's like caught around his foot and he's slamming into this mast and if you don't do something he could die but this knot is fucked dude you don't know who tied this but it's complicated uh how, how high up is he the guy you're worried about is about 20 feet above you um i'm gonna i'm gonna start climbing up to him that would be pretty hard because he is the the line that goes out from out from the mast at an angle uh i can't just like try to undo the knot and i can't cut this line um it is one of the lines helping support the mat. Yeah, I'm gonna try to start climbing up to him. I want to say, Dorian, you totally see this happen. Like, you you look around and you notice you're not, and Azazel's right there, and this dude gets caught on the line and slams against the mast, and Azazel goes to untie the knot and can't, and starts climbing up the mast after him. What do you do? Okay, so I think, like, before that, he had been attempting to help keep an eye out on the storm and figure out how the cloud patterns are moving. But as soon as he sees that throws that plan to the wind, and I think he's going to run over and attempt to undo the knot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you tied this knot yourself, so you have a better chance than anyone, but I think this is a sleight of hand roll. Oh boy! Real real quick, uh, I also want to try to to get another one of the crewmates to run over and help out, uh, using, just basically trying to tell someone who seems to not be doing something as important, be like, someone's life's in danger, get over there! Yeah, okay, I, I I will say you can just do that. You can, like, call attention to it, and like, a, a crewman scurries over and says, uh, What in the blazes is this knot? It's a knot. I can handle I... this. Go over there. The guy, like, runs over, and he stumbles into that crewman I mentioned earlier who got whipped by the loose, the loose rope, who has this, like, he's bleeding, and, like, the uh, waves of cloud stuff are splashing over him. And uh, he's just kind of like on the ground coughing, and the the this crew member like grabs him and starts dragging him to safety, or trying to drag him below deck. Okay, um, so I rolled. <laughs> so Dorian, like I like to flavor this. Like that guy, I feel like was kind of breathing down his neck. This is how a Dorian is interpreted: breathing down his neck and is distracting him. And as he's attempting to undo the knot, it's getting worse than before because I rolled a natural one. <laughs> oh no. Oh, wait a <sighs> Oh, you tie your hands into the knot. Yeah, okay, this is great. Uh, you cannot untie the knot. Like, you're, you're trying and trying, and you're like, shit, how, how did I do this the first time? And you're trying, and then you, you hear, like, a banging noise behind you. Uh, Azazel, you've climbed up to, like, grab this guy who's, like, hanging off the line. You can see that he is currently unconscious and bleeding profusely from the head. And you, you start trying to, like, untangle him. He's tangled up really good. And then there's a flash blinding flash and all of the hairs on your arms and legs and back of your neck stand up and you feel this like weird lightness in your chest and then lightning strikes the mast i'm gonna need you to make a Uh, dexterity save uh nine nine plus five uh 14 14 okay at the last minute you well okay you you realize this you need to let go of the mat you need to jump down like 20 feet 
to avoid this lightning. Are you gonna do it? Can I instead... Are you gonna abandon this crewman? And, you know, feel free to say no to this, because it's probably a big old no. Hey, can I instead try to kick off of the... Grab his body and kick off of the mast to move both of us away? My dude's leg is caught on a line attached to the mast. But it, like, swung him, and he hit the mast. He, yes, he, right? he is swinging around. The line is still attached to the mast. Actually, the little thing about it... I think the I answer think... is clear here. You gotta yeah. cut his leg off. I don't think the rope would conduct electricity the way the wood of the mast would. Yeah, here's another thing I've neglected to mention. The lines are all covered in pitch and tar. It's a it's a risky play. So, so well, I guess, how far off of the mast can this rope go? I should describe it better. The rope is anchored at two points, one at the top of the mast and one down by the um, cleat where Dorian is trying to tie it, or trying to untie it. Uh, <laughs> This, uh, this line, the dude's foot was caught in it where uh, he hit the line and the line is taut. And then his, uh, his foot twisted in the line and it twisted into a loop and is now really tightly around his ankle. So he's swinging around, but the rope doesn't really move. I have a quick question. Yeah. How bad would it be if I try to cut this thing? could contribute to the mast being easier to knock over. So here's the thing, the lightning's already struck, and so it's, I gotta do something right away, and my instinct, oh yeah, you're right. my character's instinct uh, would be to try to shove both him and the guy away from the mast, so that's what I'm gonna do, regardless of whether or not that'll actually work. Yeah, okay, make an acrobatics check. 17. You leap off, and... I assume you grab onto either this guy or the line that he's hanging from to get you both away from the mast? That, yeah, well, I'm grabbing okay. him and then shoving, kicking off the mast. Okay, so you're basically swinging on him with his anchor point being his ankle on the top rope. Yeah, point, yeah that's currently situation. His, his ankle is destroyed, and Aww. you swing on him. And you avoid the lightning. I'm sorry. And then you either have to drop or grab onto the line now. And this dude's you notice his foot is at a really weird angle now. Is he still is he still attached to the rope? Oh yeah. Okay, I'll grab the rope and try to dangle uh, kinda diagonally, because this rope goes diagonally, right? Yep. And I'll try to so I'll try to like wrap an arm around the rope while still holding onto him. He's he's long passed out by now at least, so he won't, he won't have to suffer the pain of his powdered ankle bones. Yeah, alright, who who else is acting? Slim, what are you doing to assist the crew in weathering the storm? Well, I was trying to figure out where I would be most likely placed. I assume that might be, like, up on the crow's nest trying to make sure that we don't run into anything in the middle of the storm. But yeah, that be, is be the a, worst location for a storm. Well, you, you definitely, like, you might have started on the crow's nest, but had to clamber down when, like, especially once the lightning started coming down and the wind. So I'd probably be more at the bow of the ship, trying to relay oh. messages back to Captain Navigator. You're gonna need to make a roll. What skill are you trying to use to help the ship survive? Since I'm trying to keep a lookout for anything that we might be running into, I guess perception? Yeah. I didn't roll a good one earlier, so let's see if this one's better. 16. Okay. Yeah, you successfully warn the helmsman 
of an incoming like rocky outcropping just like in the middle of the sea the, the cloud stuff is like smashing against it and cascading into the sky you shout and like point it out and the ship is able to avoid it just barely meanwhile adele what are you doing to help the ship adele i mean he's a he's a he's much more of a a big helper kind of man so he would have looked for any of the other sailors and asked if they needed any help with like that required more physical labor Okay, yeah, for for sure. There there are like these sailors who are all like like two of them are like hoisting this big heavy line and they definitely need another helper, so you you like run in and start hoisting with them. And then all of a sudden it just like pulls back way far because everyone's like, Oh shit, this guy is really buff. Yeah, dude, you wanna make a roll for it? Yeah. Make an athletics check. Mm. Okay. Uh oh, he jumps wow! into <laughs> that was a with bad a roll. five? He got an eight. Yeah, you you jump into help and you start like pulling back on this line and uh, and you're you're he's all doing your best. He's been a little sick. I admit he's been a little sick lately. You're you're pulling out as hard as you can and like it, it's working. And then with a boom, uh, a big wave of cloud stuff hits the side of the deck where you are and washes over it, and you're all briefly submerged. And the sky ocean is known for being two things: very cold and very toxic. So while if you hold your breath, you're just fine, if you're not prepared, a splash of this stuff can be very bad for you. And one of the one of the crew in front of you, like immediately kind of like crumples to the ground, hacking and coughing as the cloud stuff like washes over him and then recedes. And without a third person on the rope, it starts to like pull back. He keeps tight so that it doesn't pull, pull back too far. And he shouts, are you okay? He, he kind of like tries to struggle to get to his feet, but can't quite. He looks dizzy, and it looks like one of his arms has gone like limp. He like struggles up to his feet and like grabs the rope and holds on for dear life, but he isn't looking too good. You might need a little help over here. Yeah, so an, an, another crew member kind of like com- comes up to take his place. And as, as you heave together, you finally like get the line pulled and like tie it off. And, and you see that, that sailor kind of stagger over and like climb down into the hold and someone like pulls him down to safety. Adele shakes his hand with poor Slippy. Hi, hello, and welcome back to Tempting Fate. I am your imaginary friend, Jordan Page, and I play Zazel, and I'm the primary editor. Slim is played by Elliot Waters, and the Rambler is played by Max Landy. Adele is played by Tori, and Dorian is played by Leanne, and our dum-dum mister is Joseph. Once again, thank you for tuning into our show here, and if you are enjoying it, please leave a review on your podcast listening service of choice, and consider following us over at Tempting Fate Pod on Twitter. The atmospheric audio that you will hear throughout the episode is from tabletopaudio.com. We post once every two weeks, and this episode's going up on the 5th, so we should see you on the 19th. Once again, thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. You manage to weather the storm. Once the skies clear, you get a read on what's going on. The crew has suffered three casualties. I'm going to make a few rolls to see what the surgeon can do.
So wait, 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 wait. We never really resolved me dangling from the rope in the mask. So you are able to weather the storm hanging onto this line, but like, A, it's not comfortable, B, it's extremely dangerous, and C, you take a few hard knocks. Your friend the crewman probably has it worse. When the deed is finally done, some crew run up and they cut you down. They cut the rope to get you down and like replace it with a new line because with the storm no longer raging, it's not as big of a deal to have the mast secure. So, and luckily the mast did not go down during the storm. So they cut him down and the surgeon gets to work. Unfortunately, that guy with the, the gash across his chest it's pretty soon evident that it may become infected. So prospects aren't looking super great for him. The man who was hanging from the rope with you, Jordan, it's pretty clear once they like take off his boot and pants that they're going to need to amputate this foot. With the state of medicine on this ship, it's, it's no question. And so the surgeon is like, let's take advantage of the fact that he's unconscious and probably will be for a while and just performs the operation right then. I thought it's about time we had somebody with a peg leg on board. Yup. You're welcome. First, first peg leg of the crew. And there will be many more to come. Oh boy. And then last but not least, the man who got a lung full of cloud stuff, he manages to recover. Cloud stuff, it, it won't kill you after one gulp. It's just it's just not fun. So he's out of commission for a while and he has to like kind of rest in his hammock. But it looks like you might get away with only... It looks like you guys are going to get away with potentially only one death because that man who was hit with the line, who like whipped across his body, is probably going to be infected. And the with the level of medicine at this time, that's usually a death sentence. I mean, I could potentially talk if I happen to wander over, but I, it depends on if Dorian sees like or overhears anything regarding it. Uh, the, this is a tiny boat. The, the whole crew know that this guy is probably going to die from infection. News spreads quickly. He, I think he kind of slowly makes his way over to the, the, um, the surgeon, bed. almost like he, he's kind of unsure about whether or not he should head over there. Um, but I think he eventually manages to make his way over and kind of like knocks on the wall or something to get the surgeon's attention. Yeah. The, the surgeon kind of looks up. He's like washing some instruments in, in the little fresh water that the ship has. And he, he nods and says, come on in here to pay your respects. And then he kind of like turns, it turns his head and hollers. Carter, get your carpenter's tools. I'm going to need a new leg. Yeah, I think Dorian's going to just stay on the uh, the threshold of the place and lean against it, not really going in any further. He he says, I've, I've been hearing there's not that great of news for for one of the we'll, we'll, crewmates. We'll give him a name. His, his name is O'Neill. Thank you, because I was just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, O'Neill's looking rough. I'll, I'd tell you he's been through worse, but... You get a you get an open wound like that. Well, I'm doing my best to stitch it up, but you know. I might have something useful for this. Um, what is exactly wrong? The surgeon kind of like frowns and like squints at you and says, "An open wound when you're out at sea, it it will fester, grow dark and cloudy, and it'll end up killing you if you're not careful." That's why I started washing me instruments. He is going to reach into he's he he's going to be like I'll be back in just a moment. Um uh I might I might have something on hand that might give a potential solution. He looks at you kind of confused and says, oh, "All right, whatever you say, boy." He goes over back towards the uh the um I'll just call it living quarters and 
takes out his trunk, whips out his key, and unlocks it to grab one of the books that he has in there, closes it, locks it again, and uh-huh. brings over this... Um, oh, if I remember correctly, does not have a cover, correct, Joe? If you're thinking of the book I'm thinking of? Nope, it's, it's like hand-bound with shitty twine. It does have a title. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just like a leather book. Like, it, it looks handmade by someone who doesn't know how to bind a book. He he goes in, and uh, I think as he's doing it, he has been reading it on and off between this book and the other book he had on hand. Yeah. Would he be able to write off the bad think of anything, or would that require some browsing or a medicine roll? You already have a section of the book in mind. There is a section that discusses what it terms infections which are the, the putrefaction and destruction of flesh when injured and exposed to the open air. And it, it, it has a list of some, some possible cures. However, they require materials you may not have on board. We might, we might see. Um, he's going through it and he says, uh, as he comes back in, he, he says, I think there might be a couple options we have here. Uh, there is a section on... on wound festering and all that um he he kind of turns the book around and shows the uh the surgeon the page that and pointing at the title up there and he, what's the title of the book it is called 100 uses and recipes for the weeds in your backyard or how to cure known illnesses strengthen your immune system and empower your body with the shitty unlovable plants you find growing everywhere property of jezebel yeah written on it so he he points out to the page and he says if we have any of these on hand maybe maybe we can give him a chance he looks at it and squints and says what what is this hogwash wait what was my dandelion this is absurd this was written by a child i can assure you that it was not here um look look at this these these plants clearly have no medicinal value I, you might find stuff with the chef, but we aren't going to use kitchen spices to cure this man. Uh, doctor, I thought you were open-minded about the possibilities of advanced in medicine, and if you... Well, if this is a dying man, and you're rejecting a potential... Well, a potential cure, then all you're doing is just doing him, rather than potentially finding out something new. Do you want to make a persuasion check on this doctor? Sure. The surgeon? I should not have used that. <laughs> biggest, biggest oof. Uh, he is unwilling. He's unwilling to hear it. I could have gotten higher for my other one. Okay. Um, but I mean, you can always take matters into your own hands. Oh yeah. He he frowns, closes the book, and says, "Well, then I guess you're just dooming him, aren't you?" And he walks away. The, the doctor shakes his head and says, "People who have no idea how to practice medicine try to tell me to do my job." absurd uh and he goes back to trying to help this man okay so the rest of the day passes uneventfully the crew member's condition worsens and uh, uh the next day i want to come in in the middle of the night <laughs> all right you, are you gonna try to deploy some clandestine medicine i mean i do have some things on hand do you have uh i have an herbalism kit i don't know if that means you have the herbs though no clue. We'll see what's in it. <laughs> Otherwise, he might... <laughs> uh, Otherwise, he might have to raid the kitchen. We'll see. Let's, yeah, let's do it with a roll. Make a medicine check. Okay. Well, this will be interesting. If you're successful, you're able to find what you need. 
Otherwise, I might I might improvise. We'll see. Might as well try something to save his life. Are you f okay? Finally. Uh, so I got a nineteen. Roll an go. eighteen. There you go. Yeah. So you you're like looking through the book and you're looking at like the plant names. You don't really recognize them, but you see like a picture of the plant. You're like, oh yeah yeah yeah, I, I know what that's like. And you look through your herbalism kit, which honestly I think is just like, like your herbalism kit consists of a myriad of things, but like one of them is like a book in which you like flattened some uh some plants that you liked you just like press them in the book to keep them preserved and you like pull one of those out and you're like oh shit i need this and like so, so some of the rest of it is just like like weird like can can i have a flower suggestion oh yeah echinacea it you... is also known as the purple cone flower maybe you have some of that like pressed in one of your books yep <laughs> and he he essentially uses his motor and pestle and starts preparing um preparing it in a way that could act as one of the descriptions in the book as an all-purpose infection fighter. So you you follow the instructions in the book. It actually does require you to boil some water and make a uh, make an infusion. But I, I think like you you go into the uh, you go into the galley as the cook is cleaning up from dinner and he he just looks at you and he's so familiar with you at this point. He's like take whatever you need and lets you do your thing so you can like boil some water and make an make a plant infusion with no no issue and in the middle of the night you serve this crewman some mysterious tea and the next morning his condition improves against all odds i think it would be more a poultice would make more sense yeah um for fighting but dorian does not say anything to anybody about what he did yeah the the next day the Surgeon is very, very happy, but also very pleasantly surprised that his patient is doing better. He says, oh, you're, you're a strong one, O'Neill. Well, well done. Pats him on the back, and O'Neill's like, okay, yeah. The captain calls in his two navigators, Slim and the sister. And he says, listen, I have an important task for both of you. Tonight, I want you to use some star finding and my charts to try to see if you can figure out where another ship caught in the storm may be blown off course and whether we were blown off course. I need to know that with that storm, as it was coming from the northeast and going to the southwest, had intercepted any common trade routes and perhaps could lead us to some disoriented targets. Are you up for the task? I can. So with the sister's help, you both need to make a navigation roll. Now, navigation isn't really a skill. I believe you can just use your intelligence modifier. And this is like, and you get advantage. And this is you like studying an astrolabe, like watching the stars, checking charts and maps, testing wind direction, all sorts of stuff to try and find out where you might need to go. Where you might uh, I'm just going to double check, make sure I don't have anything in Natural Explorer that would specifically help this. Actually, this this wouldn't have to be intelligence. This could be uh, nature or survival. I prefer that. Because at least I have a bonus to it. So survival check with advantage. Here we go. Alrighty, 16. 16. Okay. It's not terrible. You do realize you've been blown off course. You order the captain to change course, and you you 
double check your charts a bit and you're like, well, if there was a hypothetical fleet, it would have gone in this direction and this direction. And finally, you chart, you find a course that makes the most sense to you if another ship had been blown off course in the storm and damaged they would have gone to a small chain of islands to the south of your guys actual location so it's closer than where you guys are headed so it's kind of on your way you'd have to go out of your way but only a little bit and this small chain isn't really named on the map but it is dry land and there's probably trees there and it's probably where a wounded ship would go to retrieve lumber to try and repair itself if you if you do find a ship hit by the storm they probably would have gone there to take cover uh it'll take you about eight to ten more days depending on the wind to get there though so whatever ship you find will probably no longer be crippled but it would be on its own most likely this is all conjecture cool uh so do do you do you point the captain to that small chain of islands and say hey this is where and this is where a, a different ship would take cover if it's the best lead we got, that's what I do. Uh, sorry to kind of like interrupt here. Um, he says it's going to take like five or six days to kind of get there. If uh, if Adele will have me, I'd like to kind of practice my French during that time. We oui. feel so inclined to do some of the tutoring. Uh, it's space French. <laughs> oh, sorry, uh, to learn Achetien. 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 There you go, you're learning. Tori does it way better than me. Yeah. Actually, it's it's actually achetien, but it's like it's it's kind of a hard word. To, anyways, Achetien. anyway. <laughs> Here we go it's, again. It's spelled like hatchet. Pronounce it. Oh shit! Ah. So I get to tick a mark in my clock. Yes. So you. Yep. You get to tick another mark. So you're up to two out of six, right? Yeah. Third of the way to a basic understanding of achetien. Dorian, you get further in your in your cool book. You know, it's it's slow going, but you know. The ship sails for about another week. At this point, you are all pretty well integrated with the crew. O'Neill has recovered from his injury and did not get infected, miraculously. Crazy. Man, we're so lucky. Right? Uh, Just, he has such good luck on his side. That other crewman now has a peg leg. He gets a new nickname. He's now One Leg Jim. He's now Peggy. So his name was Jim. O- Wait, no, that was a different Peggy guy. Peggy 18. What is going on with my mic? What the fuck? Seriously, Jim Bob will kill you if you confuse him. Yeah, totally. So after a week, yeah, the party's pretty well integrated. The crew is pretty friendly with everyone. And... The boy has kind of found his niche as cabin boy. He's cleaning a lot. He's doing, like, really menial basic stuff that, like, the rest of the crew often doesn't have time to do because oh. we're so busy with the rigging. So so that we can stop calling him the boy? He's now the man. Yeah, does he finally introduce himself? So it's not so much that he introduces himself. It's that the name that you guys hear Azazel use for him most often is to call him Little Wolf. Mm-hmm. Little mm-hmm. Wolf. Or sometimes just Wolf. Uh, or just Wolf sometimes, but uh, most of the time the it's Little Wolf. The rest of the crew just start calling him Little Wolf. Or Wolf, for short. And he, he answers to it. Like, if, if you say, like, hey, Wolf, he'll come over. And, um, yeah, he doesn't talk much, by the way. Really, kind of the only person he says more than, like, three sentences at once to is uh, Azazel. More time passes at sea. Rations are getting a little thinner. 
you're getting fewer biscuits sometimes. Sometimes the gruel that the cook serves you is pretty thin. I'll start sharing some of the beef jerky that I have that I had packed away and was feeding my brother so that he wasn't eating a ton of the rations. I'll start sharing that with other members of the crew. The crew's very grateful. The cook is highly suspicious and wants to know where you got it, but he accepts it. The reveler eats a fair portion of it as well. He loves the jerky. Yeah, uh, otherwise things are business as usual, and then on the eighth day, you get in sight of a small chain of islands. Just like it was on the charts. They're actually a little out of position from what you saw, but whatever. The charts aren't so great up here on the frontier. You see the small chain of islands, and it's like, it's tiny. It, it could be considered like an, an atoll, maybe. Kind of like a sandbank in the clouds that's broken up into a few a few sections, and it, it has some trees and, and vegetation on it. Kind of like tropical looking um, growth. And uh, as you guys approach, you actually spot a ship. There is a ship at anchor, kind of in the shelter of one of the islands. And it's flying a Redonian flag, and it looks pretty small. It looks like a small caravel. So, like a two-masted merchant ship, two or single-masted merchant ship with a big hull, but not very many guns, and a pronounced forecastle and aft castle or raised quarterdeck. The captain takes a look at it through his spyglass and says, "Hmm, now that's strange. They don't actually look damaged by the storm, but they're just sitting there at anchor." It's a merchant vessel, but she's alone. Um, Slim, what do you think? Take a look. I uh, take a look through. You want me to roll perception? Sure. Alrighty. Not great. Uh, We're rolling high today. He put, he put his eyeball right on the lens, so it's a little smudged. I'm actually going to say that the captain assists and gives you some help. Fantastic. Uh, so you're, you're, you're like looking through, and he says... Notice how they have very few men on watch on the deck. In, in fact, if I didn't know better, I'd say maybe she's crewed by a skeleton crew. Just from what I can see, but it, it's most likely most of the men are either below deck or ashore. Though none of her boats are missing. You keep looking through and you see that, yeah, it's it's a small, probably merchant vessel, Radonian port of call. It, it's low in the water, so it is heavy with goods. Its hold is full. Or, it's, or it has a lot of heavy stuff in it. And yeah, you see like three to four people on deck keeping watch. Not enough. If I didn't know any better, I'd say this was too good to be true. Does look like easy prey. Hmm. Would hmm. I know if uh, any of the like frontier lawmen or wardens would possibly use bait? It's not a tactic you've really heard of, no. Okay. It might be the tactic of some like cleverer captain, but it's not in the doctrine of like the... Royal Navy. Yeah, so it's not orthodox. The The captain says, I hate to say it, Slim, but we're desperate. I think I'm going to take it. All right. I'd say we just take it nice and slow. As we kind of approach that ship, and mm -hmm. I know that's not quite what's happening yet, so I might be jumping the gun a little and bit. That's the next step, is to approach it. Right. Is there, like, a lot of ma any material that I can use as kind of, like, padding of any sort? Hmm. So, basically, I need to hide my brother. And I need to do it in a way that if a stray cannonball goes through the ship, it's not going to splatter him. Hmm. Do I have that capability at all? I mean, there's always that hidden nook during your next stand. But, like, if a, cannonball, a stray cannonball hits that, it's still going to splatter you. 
So like I'm trying to ask Joe if there's any kind of for, or any kind of fortification I can. When it comes to a cannonball, there's not really anywhere on a ship you can hide. The best padding you could have would be sailcloth and rope. I mean, yeah, they're better than nothing. The the real danger with a cannonball are the wooden splinters that come through when it blows through the hull of a ship. That and the cloud stuff rushing in, potentially flooding and choking you out or starting to sink the vessel. So to yeah, your best protection would probably be like sticking up with the sail cloth in the hull like hiding with the spare sail stuff with a lot of fabric and barrels around okay i'll do that i mean if a strike cannonball direct hit him he would still die but that's right. just kind of how it is also incredibly unlikely yeah so I'll, I'll do that i'll get um basically i'll get put him in with a lot of that padding and i'll stick it over him and try to basically cover him as much as possible so that this uh, a cannonball. Uh, my in my character's mind, it's like there's not much I can do from cannonballs, but maybe this will help. But out of character, I think it'll help the splinters, the stray splinters that would come from a cannonball hitting as well. He says, "Come on, man, this is ridiculous. I, I want to see this happen, or at least I want to help or something." No, come on. I'm not. You're not. I'm not gonna risk. How are you gonna help? You can't do anything. I mean, I could like be a lookout or something. I could I could r- run cannonballs and powder from from the magazine or or whatever. You're not strong enough to pick up the cannonballs. Not totally, and they're tiny. Is there a cannonball nearby? Your cannons on board are, uh, I believe, they're eighteen pound. Eighteen pound cannonballs. Yeah. No, that there's there's no way you're gonna be up. You, you can't even. Is there any cannonballs nearby? Sure. Yeah. You want to lift one? I'm gonna pick one up. And I assume, even with my 15 strength, I assume I struggle a little bit. Uh, it, 18 pounds is not that bad. I suppose. For, but for, for an adult. But but for plus six athletics, dude, you've been one-handed. Easy. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to hand it to him. I'll be like, here, then if you can run these, then here. Yeah, he grabs it and he goes, <laughs> and he like struggles with it a bit, but like lifts it up. I mean, like, think, think bowling ball. It's, like, a bit heavier than heavier bowling balls. He struggles with it, and he, like, stumbles around a bit, and then, like, thump, it lands on the deck. And he's like, yeah, I can do it. No. No. As the older brother, your your say goes, so he has to shut up and hide in the sailcloth. The ship approaches, and the captain briefs everyone on his general tactics. He says, for this raid, I want it quiet. We're going to approach them slowly at an angle we're going to use the wind in our favor we're going to be upwind of them no we're going to be downwind which means we can cut and tack very easily we're fast when we're close hauled which means we can cut them off while they are trying to go against the wind if they flee us or if they try to run with the wind are headed straight towards us so it should be an easy catch we're already close enough that we can most likely outpace them however what we don't want is for them to start firing cannons we don't have very much powder and shot, and even though they are a weaker vessel, if we get in a straight gunfight with them, things are going to be tough, especially since they have a longer range than us. I've loaded the Queen Marie with carronades, which means they are very close range, but very powerful. If we get right up to their ship, we can decimate it. But I'm thinking of a better plan. If we can get close enough that we can do a boarding action, you see how few of them are on the deck? They will easily fall. We may even get them to surrender wholesale. We could have our choose of prisoners, if we wish, though I don't think our crew needs to be any bigger at the moment. Either way, we should be able to launch ourselves on them, 
intimidate them, shoot anyone we have to, and get to the hold for that valuable plunder. Might even be able to take their ship if we think we got the manpower. Certainly a possibility, but still, maybe a, a little less than a week out from port, it would be a little difficult. If they do have... Well, we could. We would just have to cut up our watches and everyone would be very low on sleep. And we could enlist their help, forcibly, but if they outnumber us, or if they outnumber the men we place on their ship, then we have a problem. So for now, I just think we take it as a standard raid. I have a few spare carbines in the hold, very few shots for them, but you should only need one or two, and really, a loaded gun is often all it takes. Uh, and I'll, I'll hold up the wheel lock pistol that I have to, uh, strapped on my belt, and I'm like, uh, do you have any shots? I've had this thing for a while, but I've never really had anything to be, well, to put in it. The captain's not super happy with you right now, so I'm gonna make a roll for him. See what he thinks. I can't imagine why. <laughs> you have displeased the captain. Okay, uh, he, he kind of squints, and after a second he goes, ah... And he pulls out, like, he has a brace of, like, six pistols. He has way more pistols than anyone should need. But hey, when they take a whole turn to reload, you know, you can have a lot of them and just fire forever. But yeah, he, he takes, like, two of his pistols, and he actually unloads the powder and shot and, like, pushes them into his hand and uh, he kind of wraps them up in a cloth and hands them to you here. Two shots. It's what I can spare. I only really need one, but thanks. Mind if I get a shot or two as well, uh, if we have some extras. Well, here, no, uh -huh. here, I'll give you the one of the ones I got. Adele plants his sword on the side and he goes, I prefer the traditional way, thank you very much. Not these big yeah. mother uh -oh. kind of situations. I feel a lot more comfortable with a big iron. Swords never sat too well with me. Look, no, no, matter, no matter how much of a bull you've got, my, my weapon will always be bigger. And then he pats his crotch. Wow. Oof. Uh, when you get to be my age, that stops really mattering as much. The beast just shakes his head and says, children. And then, like, stops and is like, wait, neither of them are children, I'm pretty sure. Um, and, you uh, make this uh, joke in front of the ten-year-old. <laughs> yeah, we do. Oh, goodness. Probably. What have we done? <laughs> Wolf is very displeased. So... Oh no! Wait, he's uh, he's hiding. He's hiding. He's hiding within the sails. How many shots do I have? Just one. You have one shot, and Azazel, you have one shot. I'll cover all of you. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. If if anyone else wants to retrieve a carbine, you can have like two shots for it. Um, but that's about it. Uh, the rest of you, I I'll think. I have a carbine. What what's what's a carbine stats? The carbine stats are in the document I shared with you. They're a little better than a pistol, but it's two handed and uses light crossbow proficiency yeah i'm just gonna be happy with the crossbow i have and i have a lot more ammo than anybody else so you guys close in on the ship and the closer you get the more you realize it looks pretty understaffed there aren't very many people on board as you close in the captain shouts to arms get ready for a boarding action so anyone why who... is he calling it a boarding action your ship charges in the, the crew of the enemy vessel, the merchant vessel, notice too late, and you hear them start shouting, Pirates! Pirates! As they, like, kind of scramble around trying to, like, grab any weapon they can. A bunch more crew come up from below decks on their ship, 
as your ship hoists the red flag of the Crimson Legion. You charge in, your gun ports are open, but they do not man the guns. Instead, they start like taking cover behind the uh, gunnels and paneling of their ship, and many of them start pulling guns and taking pot shots at your vessel. Would anyone like to shoot back? How, How far, far away are they? You close right in to like 60 feet. Ah, so far distance for pistols. I think that's within range for just... uh, crossbows. Yep, 83 through 20. Let's do it. I'm just taking the dodge action. Okay. I like to shoot back. I'll be also staying low and taking dodge as moving forward. Yeah, I'm taking. I'm getting under full cover and uh, taking uh, the dodge action. So some of the crew have like really shitty carbines or uh, arquebus um, shots, which are basically like handheld cannons, or quite a few of them actually have bows, like long bows, and are like climbing up into the rigging and firing arrows down at the enemy ship. Is it possible to take half cover while also shooting the crossbow? Yes. What did you roll? I'll roll it right now. Not doing so hot today for rolls. I, I don't know what is up, but I got a, uh, a 10. That is just barely not enough to hit these crew members. So uh, <laughs> They're at least you, 11, guys. You fire right at one of their heads, and like you see them like freak out and duck, and the bolt embeds itself in the mast right behind them. Um, Dorian uh, frowns and takes out another quiver, uh, not quiver, but an arrow in preparation for the next move. Shoot your quiver at them. <laughs> I'm going to throw my quiver, quiver at them. At least one of those arrows will hit. I think everybody on the same boat as me, I say, I'm going to try to do something to their captain once we get on that boat, so try not to hit him unless I, so, unless I say so. The crew kind of looks at you, like, kind of confused. Like, what are you going to do? And the captain said, you heard the man! Uh, and then he, he fires one of his pistols back. Who... Can everyone tell me their AC? I'm pretty sure everyone's taking cover. My AC is... 11. Mine's 13. Uh, 13. 14. My AC is 18. Damn it. Oh, wow. God damn. Yeah, he, you've got armor, right? Yep. Of course, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big boy. Armor and a shield? And a, with a shield, yeah. God damn. In case okay. anyone is curious. Your crew closes in. Their hail of fire misses everyone. It, like, musket shot cuts through lines of rigging. And, like, it impacts and splinters parts of masts and, like, bounces off uh, bits of the bits of the gunnels, but no one is injured. And finally, you get so close, you lock your hulls together. Your ships are about the same size, yours is slightly longer. And when the captain orders the crew over the side of the deck, it is a tide of angry pirates. And you guys are right there with them. Uh, who charges in? Uh... I'll tell you right now, not Dorian. Yeah, I'm definitely with the, I'm, I'm the boarding party, but I don't immediately run in. I'm going to jump up, but I'm not going to... I'm looking for an opportunity. Like, I'm not trying to jump into the line of fire. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to duck. I think I'm staying right behind uh, if another party member jumps up, especially Adele. I'm going to jump up behind who looks the most armored. I, I'm going to basically just be doing Overwatch Rambler. So somebody, it looks like somebody is about to go for him. I'll go for them. Um, I need a lot of distance, otherwise I'm going to be reduced to a dagger, so I'd prefer to see if he can't stay as much distance from the actual fight to, to get some shots in. Big, big chargey. Let's roll. Alright, the captain is also charging right alongside you. 
he he draws his cutlass and you actually see him pull out one of his pistols and fire it in the air and he says nobody move the ship is ours and the the rest of the pirates like start spreading out and like some of the enemy crew attempt to retaliate it's clear they're outnumbered though but adele one of the enemy crew members takes a spear and thrusts it at you what do you do he saw this coming from a mile away and he's like Really, you're going to try to come at somebody with a spear who has a fucking shield and then, like, try, uh, goes again, backs up and blocks up, tries to block them. Alright, make an attack roll. And the, this, this crew member is shouting, like, Get away, pirate! You do the pirate. Much better. Okay, so did you want to make actually, an attack on him? No, I'm not making an attack. I'm, oh. I'm. Actually, no, if he's coming at me with a spear, he attacks first, doesn't he? Uh oh yeah he is going to try to. I was gonna to say that's how isn't this how I was like. Oh, you Fritz, you're dead forever. <laughs> I forgot to make the roll and die. There we go. Oh my god, I think he might actually hit. He got an eighteen. My AC is oh, eighteen. Means... <sighs> Holy shit! All right, he gets his spear in there. Uh, and if it, oh. how far away is he? He's like right up, right up in front of you. Oh, okay. Well, then, um, my reaction, I, I, because I'm a fighter, and I have a shield, he gets disadvantage on the attack roll. I think that's, I think that's something you do to your teammates. No. When a creature you see, you can see attacks, it, oh, other than yeah. you, you're right. Yep. Anyway, yeah, you're, no, you're go the defender subtype. Woohoo. That's alright. Alright. You guys uh, have to stick player. really close to me. Oh, okay. A team player. He manages to stab you for five damage. Ouch. I'm just kidding. <laughs> how, how does Adele react? This is like out of nowhere. This is some random scrub crew member. He's like, my fucking hair, man. You really... Because he, he, so, he, it, pushed, it pushed Adele backwards and, he, and it messed up his hair and he got really confused. <laughs> Adele's hair. Uh, yeah, he's, he's shouting like, hey, You blasted criminal! I'll kill you! I'll kill you for what you've done! <laughs> Adele brushes the hair out of his way. He's like, "That's a really funny statement, because that's what I'm about to do to you." And oh, he his sword and charges at him with his long sword. Make that attack. All right, that is gonna be twenty-two. That's a hit. Uh, roll the damage. There we go. Yeah. Oh my god. What? Oh, it it has an extra plus three in there. Yeah. Okay. So that would just be uh, 10 damage. But, yeah, yeah it's be, 10, 10 damage. Got, how did I get a plus 3? Uh, question, is this lethal or non-lethal? Are you hitting him with the flat of the blade or the blade of the blade? It's lethal. Just He's a very... You know what? No, 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 no. We'll do flat of the blade. He, okay. he He's giving some mercy here. Okay, yeah, you club him over the head. Yeah, as this crew member collapses... Let me roll a morale check for them. Uh, some of the other crew members still seem keen on fighting. Does anyone else? Right after uh, Adele does the uh, sword attack, just knocking the guy to the ground, dude, uh, the yeah. Rambler is going to uh, kind of perk up behind and uh, toss a coin at the enemy captain, uh, who I'm assuming is within 30 feet. You don't see a captain on deck. Real, so, so the dude who shouted, pirates are coming, stop them, that dude has disappeared since we jumped on board? No, that was just one of the crew members. He is a senior officer, though. You do see, like, a senior officer, someone be dressed better than the crew, but he's not, he isn't wearing what a captain would wear. Got it. Okay, so then I'm going to target the senior officer and trick a coin at him. That's just flavor. I am casting Charm Person. 
He's making a wisdom saving throw. It's up to you if you're deciding whether or not we're fighting him. I, I ask people not to, but I understand if you're saying just because we're in combat with their crew, we're in combat. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say right now he's just very afraid of you. Spell save DC is 13. Okay, let's see what he gets. He doesn't have super high wisdom. Okay, he fails. So, if it fails, it is charmed by you until the spell ends or until your companions do anything harmful to it. The charmed creature regards you as a friendly acquaintance. When the spell ends, the creature knows it was charmed by you. It lasts for one hour. So, okay. I say, Brother, is that you? Why are you fighting us? You should tell all your boys to stand down. Uh, halt! Stand down, man. Stand down. I, I believe I know this man. I'd like to say that the corners of his eyes have a have a few star starish speckles. Uh, it's not super prominent, but it is there. Why, you old dog? How how have I not seen you around these parts before? And he kind of like walks down from the uh, from the quarter deck, like kind of like swaggers a little and like what walks up to you and goes to shake your hand rambler shakes it right back and says now nah, we were just uh just hit by the storm as well i'm guessing that y'all were uh blasted over to this island about a week ago oh yes of course good man the, the storm hit while we were still uh ferrying our goods we had just been loaded with very important cargo from uh from one of the halcyon islands <sighs> well uh our crew could help you take some of that back it looks like you're uh Ship's getting pretty weighed down. It looks like you work with a skeleton crew as well. Oh, yes, yes. It's been quite difficult. Where have you been, you old dog? And he, like, claps you on the shoulder and, <laughs> and, and says, Now, if I just had someone like you around, someone reliable. Rambler nods and says, I think that, uh, I'll let my captain take it from here. You know, I'm just the connections guy. Uh, and he kind of gestures for, for Beast to come on over and uh, conduct the business. Beast swaggers on deck, and the crew who were fighting you, like, cower at his approach. And he's, like, giving people, like, these these wide, toothy, kind of terrifying smiles. And his beard is smoking. He has this, like, incense sensor burner in it. So he's, like, wreathed this kind of, like, fire and brimstone effect. He walks up to the captain, and the captain's like, oh, I... Oh, no, I, I, do, I do not like him. How, how do you know this man? How, how are you related? And the beast just kind of walks up and, like, grabs him by the shirt collar and says, All right, Captain, who are you? And he says, oh, I'm, 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 just, I'm senior officer in Alicorn. And the, uh, the beast says, What do you have in that hold? And he says, Most important cargo, most important indeed. And the beast... His eyes dart around, and he points to the party members. He points to Dorian, Slim, Adele, Azazel, and the Rambler, and he says, I want you to check below decks and see what they have in the hold. And then he gestures to that dwarf that we mentioned earlier with the red hair who likes to smoke with Adele. He he orders in uh, uh, the bosun and a few other crew members, more senior crew members, to uh, keep an eye on the crew up here. And he says, uh, I have a few more questions for this senior officer, but... You all go and check it out. Would like me to come with you just to uh, keep our senior officer nice and happy? Do you mean stay up here? Uh, yeah. Rambler's offering to stay just to make sure that the charm doesn't break. The beast shrugs and says, if you wish. I think Rambler nods at everyone else and says, I think, I think y'all got this below deck. Slim nods to him and starts heading below deck. I will follow behind Slim and start looking out for... Uh, Anything expensive looking, specifically. 
to try to pay back the beast. I kind of want to try to find something that maybe would have been forgotten, really, because I want to try to pay back the beast for kind of lying to him. Uh, okay, and uh, is the rest of the party going below deck as well, besides the Rambler? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. Uh, Dorian hops onto the, the or boards the other ship and joins after that order. Below deck first is the crew quarters, and it's empty, except for you see quite a few of the crew sleeping on the floor. They're just mm, don't like this. You can hear someone mumbling below deck in the hold. Slim has his gun and sword I wanna out. M- I want to move over to one of the bodies, um, gripping tightly to uh, one of the daggers I have, and kind of nudge it to see if it's actually sleeping or if it's not moving. Yeah, where's, no, where's you- the mumbling coming from? The mumbling is coming from below you, deeper in the hold. Ah, let's see if there are stairs downwards. There I is think, a like, hatch. Here, hearing the mumbling, Dorian is going to lightly grip onto the citrine necklace he has. Adele? I'm going to make uh, an investigation check for that body. Oh, yeah, yeah. Adele is <laughs> very outwardly creeped out. I didn't think this would be a hard check. I've rolled a natural one. We're rolling so bad today. But, I've been rolling but great. But I will make an, an, an investigation check. This is, this is perfect. Azazel, you poke this sleeping guy with your foot, and he immediately jerks awake with a scream. And he starts screaming and oh, panicking. I, and he, I, I immediately like, ah! He leaps up and grabs you and says, You need to get two more! Two more! Uh, he's screaming at you and grabbing you uh, as, as Azel. It's a split second. What are you doing? I fall backwards and I'm still screaming. Just like, ah! He crawls on top of you and he grabs you by the shirt collar and he starts kind of banging your head against the floor and he's screaming, you need to! You need to! I instinctively stab my dagger up into his throat. Uh, roll an attack. Also, I'm, I'm afraid I might have peaked my mic with that yelling. Yeah, yeah. I don't actually Probably. know what he said <laughs> exactly. He's like, you need oh, to something. I hope his AC is low because I only rolled a ten. Uh, his AC is ten. Oh, yeah, I hit it. He's just a dude with like a shirt. Uh, roll damage. But would you get advantage on the attack because he's prone? Ooh. Well, now I'm prone to I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, four damage? Yeah, th- this dagger goes up, stabs into his neck, and he goes... <gasps> and he stops talking as he slumps over uh, in a rapidly... I, I'm still screaming, and I start to sob a little bit as his blood starts to pour over me. Oh yeah, you're, you got so much. You, you got blood on your hand, blood starts like spreading around your shoulder and your side as he kind of slumps to the side and starts rapidly spreading pool of blood. None of the other crew have woken. Oh. I would like to go and check out the eyes of the person that felt like was screaming and panicking or just like any potential signs of, let's say, fright or charm or anything along that? Yeah, his his eyes are just open. They look really bloodshot and, like, wide, but the pupils are very dilated. Uh, other than that, nothing. Does anybody have a rag? Dorian ha- makes a very conflicted face and then shakes his head no. Okay. He gives a glance to Slim and... 
takes a step forward after and turns to the others and says, well, shall we continue further or leave as the guy demanded? Uh, well, he didn't ask. I feel like we should do a proper investigation. He said leave something. uh, I don't know. No, he didn't say anything about leave. I know exactly. I heard what he said. What did he say? Because it peaked out yeah. for me. He said he was screaming, you need two more. You need two more? Two more. Oh. I believe. He, he also that. said, he also said, you need to, you need to. Yeah, I um, thought you meant leave because it peaked, so I didn't understand what he said. Yes. See, uh, to me, you need to, that means leave. At the end, he's just forgot the last word. Sometimes it happens when you're like in that kind of state. So maybe. Are there any blankets nearby, Joe? Any clean blankets? Nearby? Uh, yeah, there are like some hammocks. I'm gonna tear one of the hammocks and start wiping the blood off of me. Yeah, it's uh, it kind of smears around, but you 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 know wipe some of it. I'm not gonna be able to. I'm not gonna be able to bathe for like two more weeks. This is gonna be on me for two weeks. So I think I think right right when it starts, I look to the uh like basically commander of the crew of the ship and I say, What's where's the rest of your crew? What's going on down there? He turns and says quite pleasantly, Oh, they're quite mad. What made them go mad? They've been in a deep sleep. Well, it was ever since we picked up our special car why am I telling you this? Yeah, because we're good old friends. Right, but, the, but this is a cl- this is classified information. This is. Am I supposed to help you if you're not honest with me? And then when I hear the stabbing and gurgling, I say, "I'm gonna check this out." And then I'm gonna run, run on downstairs. Meanwhile, <laughs> he looks to them and says, "We need two more, but two more of what?" Well, he looks like he used two more aortic arteries, but uh, I'm not giving him mine. Uh, can uh, I do an investigation is, uh, around, like, not the people, but just this, to kind of investigate what might be I instigating mean, this reaction or just something suspicious that I mean, maybe Dorian could recognize? One person already failed a investigation check. Yeah, you're you're welcome to. You can just investigate this this deck area. Yeah, I don't want to look at the bodies and more general. geared towards the environment. Okay. I Sorry, we I rolled an eleven, so my investigation is a fifteen. Okay, you you notice two trapdoors leading deeper into the hall, in, into the hold, the lower deck where the bilge water or bilge cloud is, and there's mumbling coming from that. Otherwise, there's nothing out of the ordinary about this orlop deck. It's just it's just crew sleeping on the floor. It's just a bunch of crew laid out on the ground. You said you weren't looking at the bodies, but with a fifteen, I'm gonna give you this you start to notice a bunch of the sleeping men have little cuts all over them. But, like, Dorian's the only one who notices that, right? Uh, Dorian's the one who made the investigation check and noticed that there there are these little cuts all across, like, the exposed flesh of these crew members that you can see. The way Alphaber is, he he kind of, like, stands up from the the trapdoor and says, I think the voices are coming from here. Why yeah, why uh, are the bodies like that? Anyone else notice those uh, tiny cuts? I think at this point Rambler makes it downstairs. Damn, brothers. Thought we were just supposed to bang knuckles, not draw blood. Look, uh, I was talking with the commanding officer upstairs, and he said that whatever hall they picked up was making the men go crazy. 
Said everyone else was quite mad, is that? That sounds about right. Uh, also, yes, you, you can make your check, uh, Adele. Would it be investigation or medicine? Because we already did an uh, investigation on the bodies. I think medicine would make sense if you're looking specifically at cuts. So there's something on the, the ship itself. Uh, it, would it cause these series of cuts that I just spotted on each of these men? Uh, Adele, you want to make that medicine check? Yeah, or is it is it medicine or would it be... It, it would be medicine because you're specifically looking at wounds, uh, cuts on these bodies. Uh, I guess it would be. I was just thinking more from a from a weapon side of things, but mm, that's also fair. Because um, that's but... what he's more proficient in. Not so much medicine, but rather. But I mean, it's either or. It's up to you. I guess. Yeah, it's not... I, I would still say medicine, but if you get it right, that he'll be like, I know what type of weapon makes this cut. Basically, yeah. Okay, you see that. Uh, there aren't really weapons that would make these types of cuts unless they were like hundreds of needles. Instead, it looks kind of like these guys fell through a really bad patch of brambles, but the brambles got every part of their body, even the parts under their clothes. And the the cuts are really superficial. Uh, they're very light and they're barely bleeding at all. But yeah, no, no weapon would produce this. A sword would cut way too deep. Interesting. At this point, um, just to kind of give a update on Azazel's freaking out, he's now using any clean cloth that he can find to try to wipe the blood off of himself. It ain't, it ain't working super hot. Yeah, I, I would probably need some water to make this actually work, but I don't really have that at this moment. Lemon juice. Well, uh, I'm going to use my second spell slot of the day. God. Never mind. I'm going to keep concentrating. I uh, I want to move over towards the trap doors and kind of just take look. See, Adam, what did it look like they like closed them off and were trying to uh, like keep things in there, or no, are they, they just... are unlocked. Hmm. Somebody want to come over here and uh, open it while I watch, make sure something doesn't come roaring out at us. Uh, I could certainly try, but I'm not. Best at opening locks. They're unlocked. Let me try just opening it. Open. It's open. <laughs> All right. And while he's doing that, I'm just pointing the gun at the uh, opening. Yeah. So well, while he pulls back the trapdoor, you have the gun pointed. Yep. Pull it back, and below is the hold, and it is dark. But you can make out from the lantern light on the Orlop deck. You can make out uh, barrels. Just a, just a bunch of barrels, all standing upright. Some of them are, are, like, missing lids, and they look like they have dirt and rocks in them. What do you do? I'm going to slowly go down. Do they have any water down there? No, it looks like a bunch of minerals. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come down and check anyways, and I'll rip a clean uh, piece of, uh, of a hammock down from wherever it is and I'll make my way down into the hold where there's all the cargo and I'll start looking for a barrel of water or anything along those lines. I think Dorian would eventually enter as well, maybe see if there's any potential light sources at all, be it a torch or a candle and he could either take out I think he'll take out his tinderdet box but probably try to use, secretly use prestidigitation instead because it's simpler. Those of you who climb down down into the hold Slim, you're first. You have to kind of, like, duck your head to get under the deck proper, and you have to be a little stooped in this room. But you can see kind of pillars. You, you can see the curvature of the hull. 
and there are just a bunch of barrels in here, just a ton of barrels, so many that you'd have, like, trouble walking around, and they are all full of dirt and rocks. Just at a glance, they don't even look precious, and besides, there are refineries on the frontier, but yeah, you, you see, like, just a lot of rocks, a lot of rocks. Straight ahead towards the prow of the ship is the only light source down here, and it is a single lantern sat on a stool next to a man who is also sitting on a stool who is wearing a captain's uniform who looks very old. He's got a white beard, and he is hunched over a chest that is open, and he's looking at what is in the chest. It's a small chest on a plank, so it's at desk height. Uh, and he's hunched over and he's muttering to it. He's saying things low under his breath. Slim, what do you do? Sir, I'm a warden. Where, where are you doing there? He does not look up. He only looks into the chest and keeps muttering. I'm going to move closer slowly. Not pointing the gun at him, but like having it up and ready. Going to try and walk around and see what's inside that chest, like over his shoulder. Is this in our purview? Like, those of us who are down the hall, do we see this yep. going on? You see this. Okay, um, kind of half abandoning what I was doing, I'm going to kind of not get up next to Slim, but I'll get closer so I can kind of take a look and see what the hell is going following on. him? Okay, you... you. Yeah, just like, like I'll keep like a three-foot distance between me and Slim, but I'll be off to his left so I can be watching over his shoulder. I'll be near the trap door, but down with the rest of them. I'll be kind of close to to the Rambler, but probably a little bit a little bit ahead. Adele is following not too far behind, but again, he's gotten spooked by this, especially this man in particular. He doesn't know him, but but when Adele is spooked, everyone knows it because he stands really upright with his chest bumped out too far, like his chest is being pulled by like elephants. Super rigid. Yeah. Okay. He, he doesn't have breasts, but it looks like he has breasts. <laughs> <laughs> He's showing off them movies. <laughs> so, Slim, you you want to go around to, to, like, take a look in this chest. Unfortunately, you're at, like, kind of the stern uh, quarter area of the ship, and this guy is all the way across the hold in the uh, fore of the ship. And to get there, you have to, like, push aside these barrels of rocks, and they're pretty heavy. you got to, like, make a path, because there isn't one. There are just barrels everywhere. Hey, uh, Zazel, you want to help me out here? I, I, I'll, like, let go of the tarp and I'll walk over. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll help, yes. And I'll make an athletics check to help. Okay. It's at advantage because I assume Slim is assisting as well. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a 19. 13 plus 6. You, okay, you start pushing these barrels, and they're really heavy. And you look at them, they literally just like look like they're full of ordinary rocks. You are pushing these, and you're kind of slowly making a path. And as, as you move further through the hole, pushing these really heavy barrels out of the way, you get closer and closer to this man, and you start hearing his mumbling more and more clearly. He's muttering, you need two more. You only need two more. Just two more. I don't know how far I've moved this box at this point, but after I start hearing that, I'm going to start backing away and kind of abandoning the help that I'm giving. I actually assumed you were moving multiple barrels because you need to move a lot of barrels to get to, towards this guy. Okay. I think at the moment that I start perceiving those words, I'm going to start backing away. 
Um, so I don't know how much help I actually was. You can do with my 19 uh, in that short period of time as you will. <laughs> okay, so yeah, after at like about halfway, Azazel stops helping. Uh, Slim, do you want to continue? Yeah, I'd, I'd keep going. Just kind of like look over your shoulder, kind of just give a nod of like, yeah, this is freaky. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I... No, it's, it's fine. Get back over there. And uh, I'm just going to keep going. Can I go over the barrels at all? Yeah, it's not comfortable or very practical. The barrels are, a lot of them are open, and so you're just kind of stepping on rocks, and the ceiling is very low. Yeah, I was uh, thinking more like vaults over. Kind of like, well, if it's a bunch of rocks, that probably isn't too great. Uh, honestly, you're you're a pretty thin, slim dude. Uh, if you want to make an acrobatics check, I can say you can kind of like worm your way in the area between like the tops of the barrels, because like there are a lot of barrels between you and this guy, oh, like the tops of the barrels. Uh, honestly, yeah, I'm gonna say you, you, you guys all see Slim kind of like start crawling on top of the barrels and like like scooting his body and kind of like twisting it in weird ways to get to get through and miracle like he succeeds normal person of his height probably should be able to do that but uh but slim slim is like he he kind of like contorts and and uh crawls through and finally he makes it work he gets all the way up to the dude um so when you get close to this guy he starts looking directly at you and he keeps saying you need two more. You need to find two more. Get two more. Two more what, old man? And then I'm gonna, like, do I see what's inside the chest at this point? He he doesn't answer. He just says, you need two more. Uh, and you, you want to, like, kind of walk around him so you can see into the chest? Yeah. Okay, as you start walking around, he lunges at you. Uh, good thing I was ready for this. How are you gonna react? Uh, I'm going to stab him. Okay, make an attack. Alrighty. Doo -doo -doo. Short sword. That's a hit, roll damage. Alrighty. Six damage. Okay, yeah, straight up, he lunges at you, and he's screaming like, Get two more, and then you just stab him straight through the gut. You know it's a kill shot. Sword, sword goes through him, and he like, and he like grabs you, and he says, "You need to find two, two more." And then he just kind of like slides off the end of your sword and collapses to the ground, blood quickly coating his captain's uniform. Well, with that, I'm gonna step over him and see what's in the box. What's in the chest? The chest is full of uh. What's in the fucking box? <laughs> the chest is full of, like, straw and hay to pad its contents. In the center, just, like, kind of glinting in the light of the single lamp is a metal 12-sided object. I'm gonna get closer now, by the way, just to kind of... Okay. Hmm. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's a dodecahedron, right? Yep. Or is that 20-sided? No, 12-sided. No, Dodecahedron is 12. Yep. Alright. Well, you know what I have to do now. I gotta pick it up. Okay. Use a cloth or something. Just close the lid and carry it in the chest. 
Before he does, as he reaches to grab, reaches to grab it, I'm gonna call out. No, don't. You know what? Uh, don't, don't grab that. Yeah, no, I'm not a fucking idiot. I was gonna put the, close the box. God damn it. What's inside? That's a good question. Metal polyhedron. Does it look like old or? Uh, it it looks polished and basically it looks like polished gunmetal. However, I gotta secret message you some stuff that happens when you touch it. Alright. The, the box? Yeah, but I, I already said that I was gonna touch it. Sl Slim reaches out this gloved hand and just picks up the object. Yes! Slim is wearing gloves! <laughs> the ultimate so, Slim, you, you have this object in your hand. But yeah, Slim, Slim, you have the object in your hands. It's just metal. There are no discernible features on it. Uh, every side is exactly equal, and every side shines with the same dull kind of metal sheen. I'm gonna step up beside him. What is it? So okay. you're gonna like climb over the the things? You, yeah, you also have to make a acrobatics check to climb over not, these not freaking barrels. Then somebody didn't not help one, me move the rest not of them. One, not 22. one. Twenty-two. Fifteen plus seven. All right. Well, you. <laughs> Plus seven? Are you kidding? Yeah, you you <laughs> climb over it. Yeah, so you you climb up. You you're next to. Are, are you uncomfortable being next to the warden here? You just like climb up. Well, I'm not to touching him, but like, well, I think my curiosity is peaked enough that I'm like, wait, nothing happened. You picked it up and nothing happened. Rambler's also gonna head out over. Ooh, I can't wait to acrobatics. I kind of want to come climb over if there's enough room for it. If not, he's going to just lean across the it's, barrel and yes. take a peek there. Five. It's getting very crowded in the four yeah, of Guys, I can just go back over the goddammit. Wait, Slim. Yeah, that's, that's a better idea. R Rambler, you, you get, like, up on the first one, and you kind of get stuck, like, between the ceiling and the barrel, and you're like, oh, shit, I'm not thin enough for this. You know, I'm going to be honest. I'm not thin, thin enough for this one, so I'm, uh, I'm just going to back on out. So Slim, you touched it and nothing happened. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm also wearing gloves, so I wouldn't suggest Wait, putting you, your bare hands on it. You you didn't see anything? No. What? Azazel. It might what require skin on skin contact if whatever it is, because it it hold hold up hold up stop 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 stop. Azazel, what do you know? Uh, uh, it's not the first one I've seen. Go on. It's just, uh, I, I've seen one before. I, I didn't think more than one existed. Well, according to them, there's at least two others. So wait, uh, according to who? Uh, well, th they all were going. You need two more. So I'm assuming wait. they were talking about two more of these things. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold out a hand and I'm gonna touch it, Joe. You, yeah, I, I, I'm going to like pull it away. Oh. <laughs> Is this a contested check? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Slim, it's your. Wait, no. Okay, so here's the thing: is I'm not act. I don't actually think that this, this should be a check. I would like to touch it, but if uh, if he pulls it away, I think like I don't think I would. Azazel would press them. Okay, he, he's not gonna still try to go after it when Slim is like, nah. -uh. No. He wouldn't, yeah, he wouldn't press the Yeah, press no, let's, uh, let's not be so hasty to mess around with a thing that most probably caused all these men to go crazy. So Unless there's the... something weird about this dirt, but I'm pretty sure they went crazy and then just started loading dirt. Well, so what That's was the item guess. that you had seen before, Azazel? It's identical to this one. 
And did you touch that one too? Well, did you go really crazy? Is that this why really the word like you? Time. One question at a time. Yeah, first off, you guys keep interrogating me and you're always asking like a hundred questions at a time. I never know where to start. This really doesn't feel like the time. It's all really overwhelming. I can tell you more later. Look, I'm just saying, the body's really killing the mood for me. Yeah. Look, it's either him or me. I'm not saying what you did is wrong. I'm just saying we should probably get out of here. Wait, hold on. I want to draw. I'm going to go over to where the captain is lying. Um, and I'm going to roll an investigation check to see if I can find anything on his person that I can loot. Um, Search the pockets of uh, as, you're, as you're searching, you hear Dorian say, check to see if he has any cuts, too. Also, oh, while we're here, let's see if there's any useful cargo. I, I, I look perplexed at Dorian as it cuts, and as I turn back to the body, I'm assuming with a with a 15 that I notice the cuts. Yeah, the, the, yes, the captain has little little cuts all over his body. Yeah, there's all these tiny cuts all over their bodies. The other... The other two men upstairs, well, the other crew members upstairs also seem to have it, and they were... What, really? Yeah, All of them? and based off of Slim's response, I'm assuming they were saying, the captain was saying the same thing, so my guess is they touched the object, and well, here they were. Yeah, the uh, commander on deck said that everyone went crazy simply because of the object, so, so that because of the cargo, everyone went quite mad. Cursed? Maybe cursed. Probably more to do with Leviathan than anything. Reeks of it. At least the going mad part. I'd recommend well, staying as far away from that as possible, even if you think you know what it is. Sounds reasonable. Um, I am just going to take a quick peek upstairs and just see if there's anything useful up there and let you guys search these, this, the cargo. I'm gonna still search for any other goods that he might have. Anything worth of anything valuable. Search his pocket? Okay. You find a sextant uh, which is used for um, finding either longitude or latitude. It's it's a navigational tool for a, a ship at sea. I hand it to I hand it to Slim. You find three silver pieces of pocket change, and you find a note. Alright, let's see here. Uh, by order of the South Sea... No, hold on. Sorry. By order of the South Sea Trading Company, and with the blessing of Her Majesty the Queen, the HMS Beagle is to travel to Halcyon and excavate the abandoned Abadobayo... Abadobayo... Abadobayo mines, searching for any iron or steel... Object buried below eight meters. Any and all excavated earth found around the object, if discovered, are to be returned to Port City post haste. So they they were headed to Port City. Oh, that explains all the dirt. Oh, sorry. There's one more thing. There is the official seal of the wardens stamped on this note. The warden commission. Uh. I will hide that official seal from the warden that is standing next to me as best I can. Also, uh, I as he is saying to, to this, uh, Dorian is going to climb up, and I've got a little thing I want to do if there's nobody else on the other floor. 
I got a 17 plus 5 for sleight of hand. To pocket the note before uh, Slim can see. Or to, like, cover the symbol of the warden with my the palm of my hand as I hold the note. So that uh, yeah. Slim doesn't see it. My pass is 14. Yeah, you, you hide it. That explains all of the dirt, though. Yeah, the, I guess like, they weren't as crazy as we thought. Where's the, all the food? How are they traveling without any food or water? Uh, um, I'm going to continue to look through him, Joe. Does he have any jewelry or um, anything else of, or any personal effects that might be uh, expensive looking? Really? No. He, ha he has a... Uh, you realize his hair is a wig, uh, so you can take that if you wish. Um, holy shit please do <laughs> i'm gonna take the wig i might sell for a couple of silver yeah take might one, even be able to use it to disguise yourself one powdered wig uh ah, gross you, uh, <laughs> See, it's <laughs> i do not put it on for, for to make check note, to make sure it has lice or not <laughs> Like like, what 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 does the powdered wig exactly look like? Like, is it like a like like a classic powdered wig? Uh, no, it is a white hair with a ponytail. But that's still fine. Looks what? like George Washington. It's okay. Basically, um, doesn't really make you look. Or, you know, God, not a ponytail. A this guy doesn't really have anything worth any money. He doesn't even have like uh, a, a, a. He doesn't even seem to have any kind of rings. He's pro so he's probably not married. Uh, you do notice, you do notice one more thing, uh, Azazel, and of course you, you know, you have an eye for this sort of thing. The buttons on his captain's uniform, which are quite, which his captain's uniform is quite finely made, it appears even to have like silk, uh, as part of the construction. Um, his, uh, the buttons are gold, and so are like the clasps for his cuffs. I will take my knife and I will cut off all the gold little items. Oh, that seems uh, rather gaudy. What? Just how much, like, fucking gold on his clothes. Not something that common folk would exactly wear. No, not really. But someone of the military who's high up might. Unfortunately. Anyways, uh, let's go. Just... While this is going on, Joe, I did have something I want to do it out of the yeah. way. If I'm alone up on the other floor. Uh, you climb to the second deck? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sleeping crewmen are strewn about you, and one lies dead on the floor in a pool of blood. Uh, he is going to back, like, lean up against a wall across the way of the trapdoor and take out the hand mirror, look into it to see if it does anything. And he whispers, No, you wouldn't know anything about this, would you? You put the hand mirror up to look into it, and you don't see a reflection. And then after a moment, Dorian walks into frame in the hand mirror. You, you see your face a second too late. It winks at you, and then it mouths. It doesn't say anything. It just mouths the words, this is important. Then it, it syncs up perfectly with your, uh, with your face. Okay. He, uh... Kind of waits a few couple more seconds just in case and kind of fiddles around to see if it'll do anything else. When it doesn't, he puts it back in his bag and <laughs> actually starts to look through the stuff to see if there's anything useful. Yeah, I want to say, like, comedically, right after you put it away the mirror, the rambler comes up the hatch and says, Getting kind of stuffy down there. You find anything good up here? Um, I'm still looking. 
Mind if I help? Go for it. Alright, uh, what's your investigation? I'm a plus four. Alright, cool, I'm gonna give you advantage. It's better than mine, if you take the advantage. I will take it, it this time. <laughs> Roll it up. And I rolled the same number twice. I got a 15 total. Okay. You locate behind a bulkhead in a section of this deck you hadn't explored where they keep their provisions. Barrels of flour and oats, beer, it's just rations, basically. Ingredients for rations. Other than that, there's not a whole lot on the ship. It's pretty barren. It's kind of empty. Is it like a weird empty or more like they're kind of living it simple, kind of empty? Uh, it's just a little too Spartan to to be normal. Like some sailing crews, you know, they pack really light. They don't have a lot of personal stuff. But this is like, it's really lacking. You know, I've been on a few ships in my time and none of them seem to be running this sparse, especially with the crew that big. You know, if half of them did go crazy, I think they might have left some of it on the island. That or they threw it over the board. Yeah, might be worth asking the crew upstairs. What about that? No, it's never mind. Dorian wouldn't know about. That. Um, he he nods and says, "What should we do about these bodies?" I'm not sure what we can do, brother. Uh, they're pretty far gone. Side note: None of the people lying around you are dead. They are all. Sleeping. I know. Yeah, they're, I know. <laughs> they're they're, they're they all seem. I'm assuming they're all have the same crazy thing going. Well, you I guess you'd have to wake another one up to see, but I, I doubt you'd want to. Uh, it just it just threw me a little off guard when uh, when Leanne said bodies. Yeah, no, he just... He, they're, they're on the floor. I don't know if he would consider them as active at the moment. I think our best bet is to ask the people upstairs what exactly is going on. Yeah. They seem to be the most lucid. Also might want to inform them uh, the unfortunate fate of their captain. It's too bad that he, uh, perished due to... I don't know what to tell him. Probably now, malnourishment. Might Suicide! Well, ah, I mean, there we go. I guess that's what happens when you deal with leviathans. I don't think they were dealing... They said they were delivering something. We gotta figure out who was telling them to deliver it. Do you think that they would know what the object was? Usually you don't know what you're moving when you're a cargo vessel. Well... Generally, you know what it is, but you're not supposed to be in the cargo. You're just supposed to move boxes. I see. I wonder... Guess someone cracked it open that wasn't supposed to. Did it say exactly where it needed to go? I forget. Everything goes back to landfall eventually. Assuming it was heading there. Radon loves loves their stuff. Is This is a radon vessel, right? Yes. The note that was read mentioned the South Sea Trading Company. That is a Radonian company that's closely linked to the crown. All these shipping lanes end up going back to Radon one way or another. Especially if the wardens were involved, you can bet Radon's on it too. My question is exactly what they needed this object for and what its actual purpose is. Power, political power, something to keep them maintaining order. <laughs> it seems like, like it creates disorder. Yeah, maybe just keeping it away from the world might be their goal, but still. Can't imagine it's good if they have it. Well, what do you reckon is going to happen if we bring it onto the ship? I think we bind it up. Definitely keep it someplace where no one can get to it. Might be safest on my dinghy, but I don't really love it there. I'll probably look into it a little bit, but... Might want to drop it off. Would you mind if I give a hand? 
I've, well, I mean, I've read quite a number of books. Maybe, maybe I might have stumbled upon a mention or something without realizing it. Maybe, maybe. Uh, also, I think you might, uh, especially if it's magic. Uh, he looks at you curiously. The other day, you know, during the uh, welcoming ceremony, we'll call it. Slim and I were watching from the crow's nest, saw what you did to that one crew member. What I did? Yeah, you pushed him back without really touching him. Went flying. I don't exactly know what you mean. I think you do. Look, I'm just saying. Offer still stands. If you want to, uh, figure out what's going on. If you got something magical in you. Or if you think something might be happening. I might be able to help with and it. And it gives a, a long look. Does... I would like to do an insight check on him. Okay. I would like to see if there's anything malicious or if this comes across as some sort of trap because he is affiliated with Slim. And he's yeah. trying to figure out their relationship. Uh, I'm not even rolling deception here. And I guess I get... Uh, yeah, no, I'm always trying to deceive people. Whatever. Uh, 16. 16 is your DC. What'd you get? Actually going to ban this dice at the moment because I've been rolling poorly all session. Dice jail, dice jail. <laughs> <Got> <laughs> yep, dice jail. But uh, I rolled a five total. <laughs> God, I don't know how to do this. Like, basically the whole time that this is happening, the Rambler is smiling. He's almost always smiling when he's talking to people. So, you're having just a really hard time reading him. I think that's just what I'll say. He doesn't seem to be disingenuous, but you you can never tell if he's genuine. Dorian quirks up an eyebrow and says, And does this have to, to do with what the investigation Slim was mentioning before? Investigation? Which one? The one where, well, he was investigating exactly who were magic users and who weren't, and this is your way of checking oh, no, each no, no, member no. and calling them? Slim is not after anyone on the ship. Nah, he's got a, he's got some select targets. Uh, just happened to be in the frontier, so hopping on this boat was uh, convenient for him. Is that why he's not after you? Probably. I tend to help him with, uh, with what he needs to get done. So then you admit that you do use magic. Sister, didn't... Oh, sorry. Brother, didn't you see what I did on that upper deck? Think I really knew that guy? I didn't think you would so willingly admit to it. I see something in you, and I really don't think that you have the sway over the crew to convince them that, I don't know, some dangerous magic wielder that's gonna turn them all into zombies or crazy cultists or whatever. Well, I will tell you this much. I'm not a cultist, and I don't have to deal with anything with leviathans. You know, that's exactly what a cultist would say. Oh my god! I mean, yeah. He, he, he kind of <laughs> quirks up a mouth and says, I suppose. He does seem to be a bit different. Got some, uh, eccentricities about you. Aren't we all? <sighs> I guess this crew's a bit quirky. I'd be but... keeping an eye on everyone. Yeah, they're all... Odd. It's the way these crews tend to be. But, uh, I think that keeping this stuff above the table, or at least as above the table as we can, between each other, might just make things run smoother. I'm not really someone who, uh, likes to keep everything secret. I play my cards close to my chest, but, uh, these ones in particular I find when they're on the table, they just make everything so much easier. Secret magic buddies. Okay, do, we'll do, talk. Do, 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 do. Secret magic buddies. <laughs> he holds out his hand and says, um, 
I'll tell you everything about uh, what I know, if you do the same with you. Uh, he has his other hand behind his back. Sounds like a deal. Uh, got mine behind my back. Also, I'm assuming both of us have crossed fingers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we, yeah, yeah. We, we get the sidelong camera shot so you can, we can see both of you with your hands behind your back and fingers crossed, shaking hands and smiling. The the best part is in in my hand. I'm I'm crossing uh, my my pinky and uh, ring finger across, and in my thumb and two fingers, I'm just like twirling a coin. So back downstairs. Uh, <laughs> back downstairs. We should put that back in the container, and then we can take it with us. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I was about to do. It's almost as if we paused in time for like <laughs> 10 minutes. I, yeah, that conversation is pretty long. We probably are already up the stairs by the time they get done. Yeah, and no, I had already put back in the box, closed the box, locked the box if it's possible. To- but here's the thing. You got to get the box over the, over the Debris. I, yeah. I'm assuming I could put it in my sack. How big is the box? Uh, it's, it's very, uh, it's... Not like a chest. It it is a chest, but it's like a jewelry box chest. Yeah, I assumed it was like the I could put the thing in the palm of my hand, like it wouldn't be a size of my head Uh, type thing. The the dodecahedron is bigger than a baseball, probably bigger than a grapefruit. It's it's sizable, like you could hold it in two hands. But the box that it's in is maybe like eight inches tall by like a foot wide. So you, it it can fit in your pack. It's big, it's bulky, but it can fit in your pack. Relatively. I'll do that, and then I'll say, Natalie, help me move these things of dirt out of the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I'll move them. Uh, that's a um, 12 plus uh, 6. 18. Yeah, yeah you just shove these last things of dirt out of the way. Would either of you like to investigate the hold? Uh, once I move those, can I look around and actually try to find... Either more treasure, or more or some water that I can clean myself off with. Yes, yeah, I'll uh, I'll be assisting in his investigation because I just also want to take a look around. Okay, make investigation at advantage. I ha- well finally a really good oh at advantage ah yay that I my first roll was a fifteen and I was like that's good enough for me and then at advantage it becomes a nineteen nice. Uh, is that plus your mod? That's, I don't have a mod for insight, or investigation, sorry. Yeah, so you, you search through the area, and, uh, you do actually find a few water barrels, uh, and inside is fresh, clean water. I, I, I immediately solely one of them. That, yep, that's fair. Uh, the other one we can move up, I, I can, we, we might need a, I might need the rest of the crew to help with this, but... Water barrels are very heavy. Yes. And then Slim, you pop open a barrel that's like way in the back. It's kind of hidden behind the other barrels. And as you pop it open, you are greeted with gold. Gold? Gold. It's a barrel of fucking gold. Ooh, I think I found it. Wait, a pair the barrel thing, filled though, with gold? It's Carthaginian gold. Well, uh, fuck. Carthaginian gold coins that would have been minted probably on the frontier in Viridia, which is the, like, kind of sister continent to Halcyon. Shouldn't be on a Radonian ship, but gold is gold. It'll sell for mad dosh. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm gonna wander over next to him. Like, I've got, like, a wet 
piece of the of, of a folded hammock and I'm wiping the blood off my um, blouse as best I can. And I look over her shoulder and see the Carthaginian gold. Like, isn't this a, is this a Radonian ship? Yeah, it is. Uh, either way, don't get blood on it. I wasn't. I mean, first off, gold isn't. Yeah. Oh, I know, but this barrel. This is a barrel of gold. This is going to take like ten men to carry, and even that might be impossible. So I'll I'll stay here and watch it. Make sure that Captain doesn't get up, and uh, you go grab other people, and we'll carry it on out of here. Slim, I I wanted to ask a favor. What? Can we keep the dodecahedron a secret from the captain for now? I'm not going to hold any promises, but I do think that it's not an immediate concern. I think he'll be much more happy to hear about the gold than the uh, than the artifact. However, say I'll I'll just uh, for now, but uh, I'll I'll talk to. Uh, rambler a bit see what uh what he can do to make sure that the thing that didn't happen to these crew don't happen to us because yeah, uh, i'd no, rather not put that's, our entire crew in danger that's really important i i i get that um yeah i'm gonna go uh, i'll go get the rest of the crew um we may need a dispatch of all the people upstairs though like i don't know well, what if like our crew moving back and forth amongst all those people is going to be safe We've got enough to watch them. I'm uh, assuming that we've uh, yeah, I'll rammed them up. I'll, I'll, I'll just, and I take off, and I take off upstairs running. Joe, one, one quick question. Uh, from what I saw below deck, uh, and how much the ship was sagging, does it seem like there's more on here that we haven't found, or have we found basically enough to like make it make sense why the ship is so heavy in the water? Yeah, it's it's all the rocks, it's all the uh, barrels full of earth. Uh, just because uh, I know Tori, you're you're not doing so hot, and you prefer to listen right now. Um, is there anything you want Adele to be doing? I was about to ask. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. What's Adele doing right now? Oh, um, I kind of I don't think he quite understands the importance of the gold. So he kind of on the side is, I don't, I don't like why why is this important. I mean, clearly it's gold, but you guys are way acting way way too much over it. It's a shit ton of gold you hear from down below. Yeah, this is this is a ton of gold. It's it'll it'll basically set the captain straight and hopefully he calm was him gay down. before. <laughs> Not, <laughs> uh, uh, Azazel goes a little red. Uh, no, uh, not, no, not like that. Uh, why are you stuttering? No, but like, not like, like, it'll make him happy and he won't be upset with me anymore. So this was all about you? Okay. This is a very confusing conversation, this is it. Also, we'll be able to buy supplies. That too. I, I leave. I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I can't He's do up. this. I <laughs> And I don't mean just walk away. I like because I, I, I was running before I run Azazel away. Azazel tapped out. Because I was I was running Bye. before I run away. I go back. I go and find the captain. I pass those two and I go. We found some gold. And then I run Azazel has been defeated. <laughs> Would you like to put in another fighter? Yeah. So uh, 
I, I actually want to give a clarification. The Carthaginian gold coins are like Spanish doubloons or pieces of eight. They're kind of what everyone uses up here on the frontier because there are so many of them. Because uh, the Carthaginians were the first to kind of get out here and start mining for gold. And they've been bringing a shit ton back. Which is also kind of why Radon has been kind of muscling in on them. Because they're trying to get a piece of that pie. And Carthage doesn't want to share. So uh, so definitely up here. Up here you can use Carthaginian gold coins just like normal gold coins. But uh, if you do bring them down to Radon, the, you'll have to get them exchanged. Because they won't be accepted because they are not minted by the queen. Fucking queen. Queen Townsend. I don't actually think it's Townsend anymore, but Townsend. Uh, she goes by Queen Maria the First now? Uh, Captain Beast. Aye. What do you want, Azazel? Uh, we found... It's a kind of... Uh, a, I kind of gestured to like the blood that I've been wiping off. It's kind of a fucked situation down there. I can see that. But we found, first off, there's this dirt. A lot of those barrels are just dirt. But there's food. Their hold is full of dirt? Right. There's food and water. Are you kidding me? And there's actually, we found one barrel. That's so far. We haven't checked every barrel down there, clearly. We found one barrel that's just packed to the brim with gold. Only one? Oh, make her be damned. We open up in someone's study. It's a nice office. There's a wood-burning stove in the corner and like a wood-paneled room. At the bottom of the screen, we get a little uh, play notifier that says Fort Ramses, Warden Commission Offices and Prison for the Occult and Morally Deficient. Some time ago, we see a gaunt man with gray stubble and sunken eyes sitting at a desk in a simple wood-paneled room with a wood stove in the corner. He is writing on a piece of paper with a fountain pen and quietly mumbling the words to himself, smuttering on this day, by order of Senior Warden Holt, the good woman, uh, Mariana Goodfellow, is hereby sentenced to death by hanging at the neck for crimes and suspicion of witchcraft and cultism. Ah, and he sets the he sets the pen down and rubs his temples. He has a very thin face. In fact, all of his features are kind of thin. And he's wearing the long coat duster of a warden. As he sits there kind of rubbing his temples, there's a knock at the door. He says, come in. And a messenger opens the door and says, uh, Senior Warden Holt. And he salutes. And Warden... Uh, Holt says, at ease, sir. And the man walks in and says, I, I bear I bear a mess uh I bear a message. It's it's actually from the desk of the chief commission officer herself. It's for your eyes only, Officer Holt. And he says, Read it out to me. He opens this piece of parchment, the messenger does, and he says, Well, uh you, you see it it has to do with that case that you closed uh four years ago when when the suspects disappeared. Uh it, it was the um I believe it was the Gaumont case, and it, uh, it was the one with the barn fire, sorry. And he says, I know the one. Right, well, anyway. Uh, apparently, 
the suspects were rediscovered just yesterday in Port City. Uh, he, here's the report from the Queen's Guard in Port City themselves. No, no, this this isn't the Gaumont case. This is the Shepherd case. That was the name of the... Never mind, I'll correct it. He kind of starts scribbling something and he says, Uh, sir, it, it went over the desk of the commissioner herself. She said it could possibly be a case 53. And he drops his pen and looks up and says, Oh, make her preserve us. I knew it. And he stands up. And after a second, he pauses and looks down at the piece of parchment he was writing, the sentence, and he crumples it up and says, Order a stay of execution for Mrs. Goodfellow. And Messenger says, Excuse me, sir? And he says, She can't be executed if a warden isn't present. And he tosses the note in the fire and says, And make sure she has some bedding and food, for God's sakes, and a change of clothes. She's been here for weeks. And then he starts walking out the door. And the Messenger says, Wait, where are you headed, sir? And he says, prepare my horse. I leave for Port City immediately. And tell the head chef at Ramsey's base that his bread is a bit stale. And the messenger says, have you been eating the prisoner's food, sir? And he says, no, been testing it for poison. And he slams the door behind him as he walks out, donning his hat and warden's scarf and grabbing a long filigreed lever action rifle and an executioner sword with a flat tip and slinging them over his shoulder. Man, detect magic sucks. Why? Spoils all your cool twists holy shit these look like freaking toddler heels mr sandman bring me a dream make him the cutest that I i'm sorry also i realized as soon as i was done with the recap that i said it was dorian in the hold and not azazel because i didn't write down who went into the hold <laughs>